Let's talk community. Happy Tuesday and good morning, afternoon, evening, and whenever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this Welcome video to my... episode number 24 of Rootless Talk. Today, again, guys, it's Tuesday. So we are going to talk some Monday Night Raw from last night as we are inching closer and closer and closer to WrestleMania. So Brian, did anything happen in the show? Anything important? I mean, I there, there was, there was a lot that that went on, right? man. I don't know, a title change or anything that kind of yeah. happened. Yeah, I don't know. Right, Just, women's I tag title. But, yeah. uh, but all seriousness, um, you know, of course, like I said, we're gonna break down this show, talk about some Monday Night Raw, like, and this was uh definitely an interesting show. It definitely mm -hmm. it was a show to hype up future. A future events, I should say, talking yeah. about next week's Raw, which next week's Raw is going to be in Boston. You know, they're they're hyping up John Cena's return for next week. Uh, a lot of it also with <clears throat> Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. You also had that for SmackDown. So a lot of a lot of this show, and there was some good there was some good stuff in the show, no doubt. Uh, but most for the most part, you're you're kind of there was a lot of build going into next week and the following week. But there was one thing that really stood out, Brian, out of everything else. And that was your main event. And mm -hmm. that was that women's tag title match between uh, Becky Lynch and Lita and damage control. And I'm sure if you guys know, spoiler alert, and we're going to get into the, we're going to get into the main event. Once we get into the third hour of this review, um, you know, and I, I, I know what people are probably thinking. People are thinking me or probably think I'm, well, I'm going to trash it because why is Lita holding a title? Why is damage control losing there? This, this rain was just ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. But here's the, here's the thing guys. And Brian, I'm also going to, I'm going to send this off to you before I, uh, before I uh, get to um, a little bit of in, or in detail, as I should say, Sure. Um, you know, we always talked about the women's division, right. And how it's kind of just been like, Oh, let's just get rid of it. It's so stupid. But he, here's the thing. It's cl that's clearly not really the realistic case at this point, right? Like they're clearly they want to build a women's division. You have, you know, pretty much a dream team in Lita and Becky Lynch, regardless of how you feel about those <clears> two. <throat> that is a dream team. I mean, you have the one of the best from today with and also the best from uh, 20 years from, ago from the past. Right. Yeah. In, in Lita. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a tremendous team. So, I mean, if you're going to have Lita, who, of course, can still go, there's no doubt. I mean, she proved that last night in, in, in that tag match. Like I said, we're going to get we're going to go over it once we get into it. Um, but, yeah, she can still go. And listen, if you're going to put if you're going to build a women's division. Right. Because that's kind of what. Listen, if you're not going to build a women's division, then just tear it down. Right. If you're not going to put any care, then why is there a women's division? However, Are you talking, do you mean a women's tag division or just a, a women's, women's overall? Excuse me, women's tag division is why I should yeah. say a women's, a women's tag. Sorry if I botched that there. <laughs> Sorry about that. A women's tag division. Right, right. If you're not, if you are going to build a women's tag division around people like Becky and Lita, people like over on SmackDown, you have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I stated on the, on the SmackDown review that that tandem could work. It mm -hmm. worked during the, like, what was it? It was like a little four horse four horsemen woman type of thing where you had Shayna and Rhonda and then two other, two other women or something like that. Yeah. I think, Brian, you mentioned that before in previous weeks or something. Right. Like yeah. That but was worked, when they first right? came it, in. Right. Yeah. yeah, it worked. They, they were a badass little faction. And, and I mean, obviously minus those other two women, you just have Shayna and Rhonda, 
it could be a pretty badass team. And and listen, mm-hmm. but if you're going to make this women's tag division relevant and you build it around people like Becky and Lita and also Ronda and Shayna Baszler, if you're going to make these titles relevant, that's a great way to go about business. That's just mm-hmm. me. And you also have little hints of teams of people like Carmella and Chelsea Green. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to get into those two ladies because that's a tandem that could really potentially work. They you could. have Nikki Cross and Candice LeRae. Now, of course, that can there's the, I can understand where people are like, oh, what's the point of this? But if you can get creative and you mm-hmm. find like ways, you know, a, another thing that I was thinking about, Brian, with those two is like, with Nikki, right? Nikki somehow turns Candace because Candace, let's be honest, her can't her character right now is very vanilla. It's very yeah. just whatever. She's this what? She's this pick like a, <laughs> a pixie something or whatever. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just very vanilla type of care. And we listen, we love Candace Lurie. She's a sweetheart, but her character's going nowhere. But if you ta- if you right. bring her to with with Nikki Cross, right, and <clears throat> you turn Candace into this crazy type of character. Like Nikki kind of turns her into that same psychotic. And now you have an actual team there, right? So now you're Mm -hmm. building, look, listen, Brian, you're building a tag division. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's where I'm thinking about this. Listen, if you're not going to get rid of the women's tag titles, which I understand we all want which I know majority of fans want to do, but here's the thing. I'd rather, listen, I don't want them to just quit on them at this point. They're, they're, they're a part of the company. You might as well make something out of them. I know as of right now, of course, we think of the women's tag titles as a joke because that's what they're booked. They're booked as, but, and again, we also don't really had anything for Becky Lynch. Like Brian, we talked about it previous weeks. Like what would, what was the plan for Becky Lynch during that Bailey feud a couple weeks ago? We didn't even know. But now yeah. there's something there. You have her teaming up with Lita, dude. That's freaking badass, man. I am, I am fully on board with with what they're doing. And I understand with damage control, oh, they're. But here's the thing, guys. Them holding on to those titles, and, and and listen, I love Dakota Kai. I love EO. I love the team. But them holding on to those titles the way they the way they were booked, it was doing nothing for anybody. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but and also what also didn't. I didn't mind about the the title change is that it was the moment, right? We we talk about moments. Last night, guys, was a moment. Yeah, right? it I mean, was the, the way that is going to be a moment in their highlight reels. You're going to see Becky Lynch because I'm sure there's going to be Hall of Fame talks about Becky sure. Lynch and her career. That is going to be a moment for Becky Lynch in her her Hall of Fame career or future Hall of Fame career, probably. Same same with when Lita and Trish. I mean, they're, they're Hall of Famers already, but when they're probably long gone off of this earth, that is going to be a moment for them. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert as well. Trish Stratus came back last night. We're going to get into that as well. So Brian, I'll send this off to you. Cause I've done enough talking your thoughts about what I just said about this women's tag division. Cause I know before we got on the air here, you had a different type of perspective about this title change. So your thoughts about that and your thoughts about the women's, this women's tag division and the titles and everything as a whole, the floor is yours, man. Take it away. Yeah, so um, I agree with you. I mean, I'd love to see, you know, them build the women's tag division for sure. I just, I don't have faith that WWE is really going to do that. And no, so, no. <laughs> so that that being said, that's why, you know, it's just going to be kind of like, 
you know, one of those things where like, okay, maybe they got a little steam here going, you know, you got a few, few teams involved, but I feel like it, it's just going to kind of abruptly end. Um, yeah. So that, that's my drawback to that. Um, it, but again, book correctly. Yeah. I'd love it. Um, I just, I just don't think that it would be. Um, yeah. Go, the, the title change last night, you know, I, I don't mind it. I, I don't hate it, um, but I don't love it either. Um, like I said a, a couple podcasts ago, Lita is my favorite female wrestler all time. Um, and man, I got to say, like looking at her last night in the ring, and I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm throwing shade. I mean, listen, the woman's 50. To to get in there and do it at any age is pretty freaking impressive. But that being said, seeing her in her prime 20 years ago to last night, and granted, there's ring rust. You know, if she you know has a few matches here, I'm sure she can shake it off and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, she did look really slow, um, to me, you know, I mean, I feel like there were just a couple, you know, or more than a couple, a few times where it just looked slow out of place, mistiming things. Um, but again, that being said, the woman's 50 years old, so kudos to her. It's just, you know, you can still hit a really good moonsault because that moonsault she hit was freaking. It and was, of course, yeah, yeah. EO Sky as well. I was gonna say EO. Anything, e, anything EO does like high flying is just it's art. It's beautiful, man. Absolutely, <laughs> it's yeah. really absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you know what you're saying. Like you know, Ronda and Shayna, I love that tag team. Um, yeah, if they do something with Nikki and uh, Candice LeRae, um you know, maybe that could be something there. Uh, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. It might be a little bit too late, but I always thought like, cause it never really seemed like they were going to push Natalia, but I think Natalia would have been a great tag team wrestler, you know? And, I mean, she's still, you know, a wrestler out there. Maybe they would have her in a team with somebody. Um, so yeah. Uh, again, just, so had it, you know, I, I, well, I don't know. We're talking about it now. So, you know, I guess in a mania, like if they have a six woman tag where it's, it's all of damage control and Trish. Okay. But if they do like, I don't want to see like a rematch of this at WrestleMania and then have Trish and Bailey. Uh, I don't have no desire to see that at all. Like, so if they're going to go this route, I would hope it would just be a, a six woman tag for, you know, titles, not on the line, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see your point, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, so now you got the titles on Lita and Becky and, you know, for maybe rightfully so, I mean, Lita's a legend, Becky's been at the top for, for years. Um, so of course they're, they're going to have like a more, you know, fan favorites, get the pops, get the cheers. And maybe you have to have a team like that. If you're going to then maybe have Shayna and Rhonda come after the titles rather than than eo and, and dakota um you know i think this would obviously that would be a much more interesting or get more views and generate more attention if it's if it's lita and rot and uh becky um so i get it from that standpoint um but yeah the, the title reign of damage control uh, again I, I don't think it's necessarily any fault of their own i think it's mostly just bad booking that yeah that's what it's pretty much 90 percent of it is usually right. bad booking yeah so i never I, you know i don't really think they've had like and there again there hasn't there's there is no women's tag division um 
so how do you build them? You know, I, it, I guess it's it's damn near impossible. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those, those are my general thoughts. Um, you know, if, if they really go full board with a woman's tag division, sure, I'm all on board. Um, but yeah, I, I just at, at the end of the day, I, I think they're, you know, they're they're always the women, you know, right or wrong or indifferent, whatever. You know, unless you reach the status of a Becky or a Bailey or a Lita or whatever, you know, they're always going to be, be. You know, if we if they got to cut time, well, guess who's getting cut? The women. I mean, that's that's just that's what it is. Um, so yeah, it, you know, I just don't trust WWE to really push any tag division. I, I think you know they'll they'll be teams here and there for a few weeks or months, and then they'll split up and and go back to singles wrestlers. You know. So yeah, we'll see. Um, but obviously, you know, Becky and Lee and uh Lita are gonna go into Mania as champions and don't really know what the match is there yet. So yeah, we'll see, man. See where it goes. Yeah, and, and like I like I said, trust me, I, I don't trust Vince and WWE as hard as I can throw them. So trust me, <laughs> I definitely hear where you're coming from in that aspect. But the what I'm the mo the main thing that I'm trying to get here is that there's there's potential here mm -hmm. right there's a potential to actually have a women's tag division here there's yeah. little seeds planted about chelsea green and carmella there's seeds planted about nikki cross and candace LeRae. you have Shayna baszler and ronda becky lynch and lita that are pretty much right now the the core of it those now top, because yeah, those are the right. two that are going to probably go toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe for those titles at wrestlemania for the most part that's most likely what this is leading to um, it wouldn't also shock me if Shayna and, and Ronda uh, win those titles at Mania, which, again, mm -hmm. I'm 50-50 with that as well because I just don't like the women's tag titles. Just, you know, I always talk about hopitating them. Yeah. Um, because, but I can see that because, like you said, Lita's a part-timer, and I don't see her holding on to those titles as as long as maybe not even a month. But, um, right. but, but outside of that, when, if you're going to build and make the, this women's tag division relevant, this could be a start. And, that, yeah, and that's absolutely. all I'm saying. I'm, not, I'm right. not guaranteeing that it's going to be. I'm not guaranteeing that WWE is going to get it right because they probably won't. Um, but, but if again, they I, I just, did, I agree. It'd be I'm good. looking at it, and there's just all I, – I just see a lot of potential. And, mm -hmm. and if you're not going to get rid of the titles, if you're not going to get rid of the tag division – you might as well make it feel special because right now it doesn't feel that way. But if you can get people to feel that way, now there's a different perspective. Now there's a different story. So, yeah, you know, that that's just where I'm coming from. And like, and, and you, and the fact that, that, that your champions are Becky Lynch and Lita, and this could lead to maybe potentially other tag teams also getting, um, like, like I mentioned the other tag teams like Carmella and, and, and Chelsea green potentially and others mm -hmm. like that can help a lot. And if you want to keep damage control, you can throw them in there as well. But again, yeah. there's, there's potential. And that's where I want to, uh, to let fans know that there's, there's potential with this tag division now more than ever, because I know a lot of fans are just being like, Oh, just get rid of it. Oh, this is stupid. That it's no better than the 24 seven title. And I hear everybody. I, I truly do trust me. But I would rather them, Brian, to at least try. And it seems like they're 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 trying to give it somewhat of a chance here. Um, mm -hmm. wh where it goes is a different story and, and how they book it. But I'd rather them at least try and try to get and and 
and get something for the women because it's also doing well for the women because yes i understand too like <clears throat> i always talk about individual individuals being thrown together one another and i don't like mm -hmm. that but you're starting to see reasons of why teams are forming like i mentioned nikki and candace and chelsea right. and carmella and i like that i like that a lot because again what are the plans right now guys for candace LeRae and nikki cross what and are see, the plans I, for them at mania what are the I, plans for chelsea green and carmelo at the yeah. moment you see what i'm saying so and I'd, uh, I'd go the other way as opposed instead of getting rid of the titles i mean i i'd i'd be more of a fan of having you know you got the world title, um, the tag titles. I mean, throw a you know a women's TV title in there or something. To I think you have enough talent on the roster to where you know you're that you can build feuds and undercards like that, yeah. right? And 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 future stars that way. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I say you know give them uh, the women another title, you know, in the picture. Yeah, and, and that's, and that's, and that's a different that's def, that's a different story to definitely talk about. Sure, sure. There, Brian, for sure. But when it comes to this tag division, like like I said, like you have this team, you have Becky and Lita, you have uh, Shayna and Ronda, you have Nikki Cross, and you have Candice. Guess what, guys? You now have a tag division. Mm -hmm. You now have a tag division. What they do with the tag division is a different story. But yeah, we got to realize the fact that if we want to build women. And this women's division up because there is a lot of talent in this women's sure. division. Then we have to also build a women's tag division to do it. And the yeah. fact that there there's a little bit of potential here with teams forming, you know, we can only hope and we can only dissect and say, hey, you know, as of right now, I like where it's going. Now mm -hmm. that can change, but right sure. now I like where it's going. And I, as of right now, I would rather let it play out and let's see what happens and see what they do before we just say, okay, just get rid of the tag titles. We don't need them. They're a waste of space. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense to everybody. And like I said, it'll make, and we'll explain that a lot more once we get into this main event. Cause that was your main event of, uh, of last night was those women's tag, uh, that women, uh, the main event, the tag team match for the, uh, women's tag titles. So, so yeah, without further ado, guys, let's just jump right into the show. There's a lot to go over. Like I said, we're, in that driver's seat going straight into WrestleMania. So uh yeah, guys, let's just let's just jump straight into it. Yeah. So Monday Night Raw, February 27th, 2023. We were live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hour <clears throat> number one, the show starts off with Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa as they hit the ring to start the show. Uh Jimmy, you know, he gets on the microphone and talking about like all the rumors and all the talk about the cracks in the bloodline. You know, Sami Zayn chants start to echo in the arena. <laughs> Sami Zayn, again, guys, you know, people want to be mad about Sami Zayn and not getting, you know, the uh, you know, people in or uh, Sami Zayn not winning the the main event match. It seems like he's still got the crowd behind him. It's oh still, yeah, still doing fine. So I mean, just again, just throwing that out there. Um, you know, Jimmy also talks about how. KO and Sammy, they couldn't get one over on the bloodline. And he says, well, neither will Cody Rhodes. And the Street Profits music hits. You know, they come out. They take jabs of what's pretty much left of the bloodline. They're like, oh, where's Jay? Where's, <laughs> you know, where's Roman or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, if I was a bridge to keep in talking, this is mainly talking about Jay. This is coming from Montez. And I quote, uh, if I was a bridge to keep the bloodline together, I would be tired. I would be tired of the ass too. <laughs> so again, just taking major jabs of what's left of the bloodline because it's only right now in the middle of the ring you only have jimmy uso and, mm -hmm. and solo sokoa 
uh, more words are exchanged between the two, and it didn't uh, didn't take any much more time for before they come to blows at one another. And this leads into their tag match, and this was uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa versus the Street Profits. Uh, not uh, match time was under nine minutes. Solo Sokoa just kicks freaking Montez's lights out on the apron in this match. And what's funny, Brian, I don't know if you caught this, but like legit, not even like not even thirty seconds later, Montez is already back up on the on the apron asking for the tag from Dawkins. And I'm like, okay, Montez, I love you, dude. But like, you got to sell that shit just a little bit more, bro. After 30 seconds, this dude pops up on the apron. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so um, some, uh, some more double team moves. So yeah, Montez, he gets the hot tag and you know, he, again, Montez is so freaking good. We'll talk more about Montez once we get to the end of this match. Um, you know, double team, you know, street profits go for a double team move on Jimmy. Jimmy Uso's already again. He's already been there. They've for the most part in this match, they did a good a good job of actually non legal competitors being on the ring apron. AEW, <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not a bunch of circus shit. Whatever. I'm, I, I'll be nice, guys. I'll be nice. I'm not gonna. I'm, I, this. I'll save it for AEW. I promise. Um. So, but yeah. So they. Uh. So Solo Sokoa he jumps in and gets involved. Solo Sokoa wins this match via his Samoan spike to Angelo Dawkins, and then post match. Uh, Jimmy and Solo, they were not satisfied. They kept pretty much beating up on the Street Profits up some more. Um, Solo goes for his hip attack in the corner. He's got Montez with a steel chair over his neck. And out of nowhere, Kevin Owens comes out and just super kicks Solo out of nowhere and then uh, stuns Jimmy Uso for good measure. A little bit of a hit and run. Uh, He rolls underneath the ring ropes as Kevin Owens and then kind of runs off. And then Solo Sokoa is left standing tall in the middle of the ring. And that was your opening segment. So, Brian, I'll have you start off. Your your thoughts of this opening segment and, and the first match of the night. The floor is yours. I thought the match was okay. Um, or, you know, it, it was a decent match. Um, yeah, you know, we, we've talked, uh, you know, a few times here about, you know, the streets, street pop profits, you know, they're kind of on their last leg here. Um, I mean, I, I totally didn't expect them to come out, you know, and challenge them, uh, challenge Solo and, and Jimmy. Uh, so, you know, it just gives a kind of a question here of, you know, what, you know, there's, are you keeping the street profits a thing or is, you know, they're breaking up and Montez, you know, kind of going on his own here, which I think is the right call. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe it's just, just not ready to do that yet, but, uh, we'll see. Um, and, and even the, so I thought Jimmy's promo, that was pretty good. Um, the street profits, when they came out there, like, I mean, they're usually, you know, especially Montez. I think he's pretty, pretty good on the mic. I kind of felt like their promo. I mean, th- that was the the good line with, uh, you know, JB and the bridge. But I thought it was kind of, I don't know. I thought it was kind of lacking. It, it, it wasn't definitely wasn't one of their their better promos. Um, and then yeah, after so I didn't notice the uh, the super kick to Montez on the apron, but I did notice it, you know, when KO came out there where. You know, he he makes the save, super kicks solo, stuns Jimmy and rolls out. And, you know, and you know, he just super kicks solo, which I get it, he's the muscle, but within five, ten seconds, dude's already up with a steel chair in his hand, you know. And so I, I kind of noticed that. I was like, yeah, just like no selling anything, you know. It's so that was, you know, one little drawback. Um but yeah, just it, it's still really interesting, you know. Ko's obviously still involved with the bloodline, and you know they're gonna continue that story. Um, 
Yeah, just yeah, I can't say enough about the the bloodline story as a whole. And I've you know I've been thinking about it recently, and like the Stone Cold McMahon is is just always going to be my favorite, just because that was my era, that was the prime. But that was kind of it was for the most part like a one dimensional story, right? It was just Stone Cold going after the boss because who doesn't want to kick their boss's ass at some point, right? I mean that was the most of the story, but here in the bloodline line man like i don't know if i've ever seen a story told this well in wrestling period with this many characters this many like sidebars to it you know you got ko sammy jimmy j solo roman cody now coming in i just thought really the last three years like i would have to say this is the best story that maybe wrestling has ever told, like legitimately. I know it's, you know, maybe you could be a prisoner of the moment, but for a two, three-year story with this many people involved and this many angles to go down, I don't know that we've really ever seen anything like that. Like, it's it just, it's that good. I mean, it's a, it's it's been like a two-year miniseries, you know? It, it's It really has, so... Kudos to all those involved. Uh, you know, it was a good to start the show. Didn't mind it. You know, just had a, a couple questions, you know, about it. And, you know, just the Street Profits. Are they a thing? You know, I, I fully expected Montez at, at by Mania or to have a Mania match, maybe, you know, singles. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where it goes, man. But, uh yeah, all in all, it was okay. I, you know, I, I dug most of it. So, yeah, you know, good job, good segment. Um, how about you, man? What do you think about it? Um, well, first of all, I definitely agree with the what you said about this storyline. I mean, this this storyline's from from start to all the way up to now is just yeah. old, just beautifully. Um, but in regards to this segment, here's the problem that I have. Out of everything in this show, that then there was some, and there was actually a, a good a. A decent amount of good that was in the show. However, in this opening segment, I have a different perspective, and and here and here's where I'm coming from. So this segment, I want to say this opening segment before the first match took up about how much time, Brian? About maybe a little over about ten minutes, maybe. I was going to somewhere at ten, ten to twelve, 10 maybe to 12, 15 at the most. That, but yeah. yeah, all of that just led to a tag match <laughs> that we pretty much have seen pretty much before. All you got to do, Brian, is just take Solo Sokoa out. Yeah, right. Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, because guys, how many times have we seen the Street Profits and the Usos face off at one another? Right. I don't know, probably about 10,000 fucking times. <laughs> um, and listen, I understand they put on great matches and they've done this and that. And, I, and, and, and they deserve that respect. But guys, how many times do we need to see the Usos and the Street Profits before yeah. it gets just stale? redundant and there's nothing else we need to see from these from these two teams that's pretty mm -hmm. much what you saw so you did all of this 12 minute uh opening segment which again had its moments sure but it just led to a tag match that was by the way started in commercial break after yeah. we came back from commercial it was three minutes into the match we go back we go back into commercial <laughs> And then go back into the match. So you maybe so the match again was about around nine minutes or close to it. So you pretty much only saw not even half of the match anyway, because you're yeah. in a freaking commercial. So again, that's from that aspect, it's just like, okay, what are we doing? Um, so yeah, I'm not, it's just to me, it was a very lackluster 
way to start the show and it just did not hit at all um and again because that's just in my again oh i, I talk about this guys my freaking ceiling or my standards are fucking sure. high you know the way that smackdown starts their shows like i talked about this past friday about jimmy talking about you know jay about like hey if he has something to say he can come say it to my face and they mm -hmm. build that throughout the rest of the night Good. that is what is needed in a professional wrestling show if you just start a show off like this in a segment it just leads to into a tag match and now you're just like sitting there going okay what like what besides maybe the tag main event what, what else is there to look forward to the answer is nothing right um and then post-match um i didn't mind it I, and you also notice with kevin owens with the hood over his head it's a pretty similar thing that what sammy Zayn has been doing the past couple weeks yeah. so, uh, so obviously there's seeds planted about yep. Sammy and KO just from that type of aspect there. And guys, I understand too, there's still people upset about Sammy not winning the title, but guys, you know, Cody Rhodes, I, I keep saying this about Cody Rhodes and him bringing another life into the show. And he is the guy to take that title from Roman. That's not my opinion. That is a fucking fact. So he's dealing with his situation with Roman, but again, mm -hmm. Sammy Zayn and KO still have a, have a goal in mind. And that is to take down the bloodline, regardless if it's against Roman now it's against other members of the bloodline like Solo and the Usos. Right. So that is so again, it's just the situation that putting them in a tag team right now, which could work. I've said that about the women's tag just earlier on in the show. And I'm speaking this about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as a tag mm -hmm. team right now. It yeah. can work. And right now, to me, it's working perfectly fine. But here's another <laughs> thing, too. It's like, and you mentioned this uh about solo. Yes, about the I honestly was fine with the no cell because again, solo is the muscle. And I like yeah. the way Solo has been built. It was Montez because, you no, know, he gets a super kick to the face. In like 30 seconds, he's back on the apron. With Solo, it's a little bit belie believable because he's the he's the street champ. He's the muscle. Sure, so, I get that. Yeah. It was like, and it, I don't think that that super kick barely even took him off his feet anyway. And he's supposed to be this brick house, like an ox. So I, I, I hear where you're coming from there. I definitely maybe would have sold it just a tad bit more as well, uh, but didn't mind it more than I did, honestly, with Montez. Sure. But here's the thing. I'm always a fan too, Brian, of like letting shit breathe. This, like all the, it, everything just happened so fast. It was like Kevin Owens just came out. He just attacked and now he's just off. Like mm -hmm. everything just happened so freaking fast. I'm like, can the segment just slow down and, and breathe and just, can we just dissect of what the fuck we just watched? You know what I mean? Right. It's like this, these seeds need to be planted accordingly. And I felt like the 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 post match was just way too, was just a little bit too rushed. I liked what they were going with it. It was just the fact that it just ended in the snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. Um, so at least for the start of the show, Brian, I'm uh, to me it just did not hit. Um, the, the the post match just I was fine with, but it ended way too abruptly. So yeah, that that's where uh, that's just where I, I'm going with it. Uh, obviously, some good, no doubt. But again, the way it was structured and the way we've seen WWE structured shows like SmackDown in the past, and when I look at this, it's 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 just lackluster and it just doesn't hit. So uh, you're yeah, talking you. about that before we get into this next segment. Yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Um, yeah, you know, it, again, it, it did leave a lot of questions or not a lot, but just, you know, again, the, the whole street profits and Montez Ford thing, uh, you know, it, it just, I, I think, I think everybody or most people would agree. It's just time for them. Montez needs to go on his own. And so while you're having them out there in a tag, 
you know, yeah, and, and you notice you, too that he's taking a lot of more pinfalls, guys. Like he's taking a lot of pinfalls. Yeah. And Montez is not taking the pin because it's it's clear as day, guys, that eventually they want to push Montez yeah. as a singles competitor, which should have been like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and listen, I mean, coming no off coming off an emol- elimination chamber, I, I guess this might be his first match, but yeah. Um, I mean, you you he's already he he made his he made his mark there at elimination chamber like you oh absolutely yeah you know, that you was the cherry just... on top of what this what this right do. yeah so absolutely. yeah i mean he should I, I feel he should have been coming out right now as a singles wrestler or just having a singles match regardless I, you know i don't know how you break up the street profits or whatever but uh, you know now he's it just seems like he's right back into the tag and uh, okay uh, i don't know where they're going but yeah, like, like I said, and uh, I'm going to get into this next segment. Uh, like I said, I think the way that Dawkins has been taking a lot of pinfalls, because he really has. He's been yeah, taking, whether sure. it's tag or whether it's singles, he's taking a lot of pinfalls mm-hmm. lately. And I think, and the, and you see Montez, he's not he's not taking pinfalls. They're trying to protect Montez in a way. Yeah. So maybe over time, this does lead to them butting heads and then turning on each other, things like that. So I see it from that aspect. So. That's, I mean, I mean, of course, I mean, as, at least as of right now, going into Mania, you got to have something for your tag division, even though, I mean, guys, like, what, what else is there right now? You have the New Day. Yeah. I mean, guy, give me a break. You have the freaking Viking Raiders, regardless if there's freaking uh, Valhalla, whatever the fuck her name is, right? The, the Viking Raiders are still a bunch of schmucks. Um, and, and guy, like, who else? The, judge, the Judgment Day, guys, is the only thing outside of the Usos that's anything that's worth. And, and they're, I mean, I, and I mean, they're not really even a tag team. They're more of a faction. Yeah, uh, right. More, more than anything. And I mean, guys, what what else? I mean, who, <laughs> that's the thing about this tag division. Like, who else yeah. is there? So, um, so I understand too. It, it's going to hurt the tag division, but at least for the street profits, you know, me, Brian, me, and you have said this before. They've hit their ceiling, and yeah, it's, it's, it's Montez's time. It's been time, and there's no doubt when he does get that opportunity. He's going to freaking soar and he's really, I think so. Yeah. He's going to capitalize on it for sure. Yep. All right, guys. Next segment, we go into the MVP's VIP lounge. Brock Lesnar hits the ring. Uh, This was pretty much the whole shtick of will Brock Lesnar accept the challenge, the WrestleMania challenge from Omos. So Brock actually comes out first before MVP. um, Yeah. Before MVP hits the ring. And uh, so, like, he's kicking his feet up. Freaking, <laughs> this is actually again, guys. Like, uh, trust me. There's an. I always, I always didn't mind this character with Brock. I obviously have always preferred him with with Heyman, and he was obviously more of a, like, obviously there's still this serious badass, badass like yeah. There, but like, I don't know. The face to me is hit or miss. But when you do like funny sticks like this, and I like, and I do like that aspect because Brock does have a funny personality. Um, so I, I do like that a lot. So yeah, Brock is just out there. He's out there early, not giving a fuck. He's out there freaking <laughs> early. He doesn't give a shit what's going on. He's in, he's in there. He's waiting for MVP. MVP comes out and he's like pretty, <laughs> the look on his face. He's like, what the shit? This is not what I had in mind. This was about to go down. <laughs> right. And Brock's just like, oh, pardon me for being early. But it's like, hey, are you welcome to, you're welcome to come into the ring. Even though this is your show, you're more than welcome to come in. And MVP's like, no, nah, I'll just. He's like, I'll just stay up. I'll just stay up on the, the the ramp. I'm good, man. You got it. You're good. And then the, he's like, listen, man. He's like, I'm here. I'm here to listen to you. I want you to sell me and these people a fight. I want you to sell me this fight with Omos, which is funny 
Um, and I'll get to that once we get into this segment. I, I'm going to get to your thoughts first, Brian, before I get to the end of the segment. But I, it's funny the way the that Brock Lesnar mentions that, at least the way he says it. But I'll get into that shortly. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, yeah. So MVP hesitates to get into the ring. And Brock's like, listen, no suplexes. No, none of that. You're more like, come on in. Like, it ain't going to be none of that. And MVP's like, he's like, all right. He's like, all right. I try to, you know, Brock Lesnar, he's, he's, he keeps his word, right? You know, so uh, MVP comes into the ring. Um, so, yeah, he's like, listen, uh, MVP, he's like, listen, I want you to hype up this match. Like, you know, I want you to sell me this fight. Like, I'm all ears. And he's just sitting there in, in the in the in the VIP lounge. He's like, just hype it up for me. And that's what MVP does. And this is and it's pretty much pretty prototypical type of stuff like oh you've never faced a giant like Omos you know you're the beast incarnate you've ran through everybody but you never faced a seven foot Nigerian giant that's Omos and if Brock's response is funny he's like he's like man I got goosebumps man that was good he's like that was really good and he and Brock accepts the challenge to face Omos so that is official guys it is Brock Lesnar versus Omos at Wrestlemania yeah more about that uh in in in, uh, in just a short moments here um, so MV, so now they have, uh, they wish just, they wish to have a toast MVP wish to have a toast. And Brock's like, listen, if we're going to toast, we're going to drink the good stuff. This motherfucker pulls out a flask and, <laughs> and he's like, some homemade and hooch. he's like, he's like, Oh, I'll just stick to the bougie champagne. He's like, no, he's like, bro, you're not going to let me drink alone here. Are you? <laughs> and he's like, all right. He's like, I'll drink this stuff. Like what, what is, what is, what is this? What is this called? Brock's like, he's like, Oh, he's like, we call it white lightning. That's right, guys. White lightning is what this drink is called. It's like a southern, I guess you could say it's like a southern type of liquor, whiskey that he grows on his fucking farm somewhere. Yeah, some homemade, yeah, homemade, homemade hooch, uh, man. Freaking yeah. freaking chugs that shit, and he's now, he's getting all freaking just out of his gore at the moment. And uh, yeah, MVP then, he toasts, and like, he's hesitant, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this dude just chugs this freaking shit. I'm like... Like if I'm like skeptical about what a drink is, Brian, I'm not just gonna just chug it straight up out of the glass. Right. That was very interesting. Uh, and then MVP just spits it right into the face of Brock accidentally because the shit was probably disgusting. It probably I don't know. It could have just been apple juice or some shit. I don't. Yeah. Um. But he spits it in Brock Lesnar's face, and the crowd is funny. They just chant, "You fucked up." You fucked up. Uh, of course, the USA Network, some freaking nerd just wants to just repeatedly click the mute button. Oh, I hear you, boss. Oh, they're saying the F word. Okay, mute, mute. mute. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can barely hear the, you can even barely hear it. Like, enough, man. It's yeah. Just, it pisses me off. But anyway, um, you know, I understand, guys. The USA Network, I get it. But still, some freaking nerd is just like, okay, boss, let me hit the mute button. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, the crowd is chanting that. And then uh, Brock Lesnar, he's like, he's like, MVP's trying to like you know, brush like try to wipe with like a napkin or something or like out of his uh his uh suit pocket or Brock's just like don't touch me and he's like and he grabs that 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 handkerchief or whatever out of his pocket and he's wiping his face and he just picks up and just freaking F F5's MVP out of this out of the state of Michigan. And yeah, so Brock Lesnar <laughs> stands tall uh with MVP lying where he stands. Um I have a lot to say, so Brian, I'm going to send this off to you to first. Your thoughts on this entire segment? The floor is yours. Uh, let me start with uh, this this new kind of character, uh, Brock Lesnar. I do like it. Um, you know, he 
And, and really last night, I mean, you've kind of seen a little bit of it, you know, even going back to the, you know, his last fight with Roman, you know, where, I mean, he's been faced for a while, but it's been like a slow kind of face turn. And last night, I think, was really one of the first times we really saw him amp it up with like him playing to the crowd and like being like a, you know, a, like a, a cheerful, jokey, you know, in, in that kind of uh you know, mindset, I guess. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I do like it. And he said some funny shit and, and he can definitely pull it off. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I think the segment itself was okay. You know, kind of entertaining. Very but... entertaining, actually. At least how I yeah. looked at it, very entertaining. I mean, the match itself is a different story, but yeah. I'll let you continue. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the match itself, like, you know, I really don't care. I mean, I get it, it is going to, because you know, Brock is going to F5 Omos. <laughs> That's another thing. He kept calling him Omos, uh, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm assuming yeah. he was doing that on purpose, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fight Omos. And um, MVP in this corner <laughs> when he's trying to hide. And, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, you know, like Brock's going to like F5 omas which i mean that's that's going to be pretty damn impressive i mean because omas is a legit seven foot dude you know but yeah the match itself um i don't know i mean like i like i literally literally i don't think they're gonna like they'll have this match at mania right i can't say see them building a feud between omas and lesnar so it's going to be like a one-off type of match and I'm not really interested in it. Like, I, I don't think Omos is, is at that level yet, or if he if he ever gets there, you know, on, on a Brock Lesnar level. So, uh, I don't know. You know, entertaining segment. Um, I, like, I like Brock's character, you know, in where he's going with that. Uh, but then leading into WrestleMania, I think it's just going to be kind of a downer. So, you know, I... Again, excited for the character of Brock and, and where it goes from there or where it doesn't go. Because, I mean, Brock's still a part-timer, really. So who knows, you know, when we'll see him, like, after Mania, you know. Uh, but, yeah, for, for the moment, you know, I like his character. Um, not excited about the match. <laughs> That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, and uh, and I'll try to keep this short as we go into our number two here um definitely entertaining segment um yeah. there's there's no doubt i mean like and, and you said it you said it well brian i mean this character that brock um every now and then at least in, in regards to being a baby face can pull mm -hmm. it off uh there's yeah. there's no doubt we've seen it like we talked about him aligning himself with like people like kurt angle and other people in the past and being in funny comedic type of segments which he can pull it off he's proved it in the past mm -hmm. so no doubt entertaining segment Again, the problem is, guys, like, did this make us give a shit about this this main mania match? The answer is no. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what they're I, I just I don't understand what makes WWE think that this is a good idea. I, I really don't understand. Omos has pretty much been out of t like he hasn't been on WWE TV in like how many we like how many months, Brian? Like, I want to say at least several months. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. you bring him back and you put him in the ring with Brock and you expect us to give a shit. Yeah. It just makes absolutely zero sense to me at all. And guys, again, and Brian, you said it best as well. 
all your you're gonna this match guys is not going to last this is going to be the same match like you've seen in a bobby lashley versus brock yeah for sure this is going to be it's about gonna be five, five minutes six, yep five to six minutes exactly you're going to see uh you know lesnar hit a suplex city bitches he's going to hit his freaking f5 maybe once or twice mm-hmm. uh you, you might see a barricade spot who knows um yeah and and this match is gonna like you know it's not gonna go i mean it's 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 a freaking omos match guys like it's it's <laughs> not gonna be more than freaking nine to ten minutes but here's the thing so like if brock wins it's just like okay omos just goes back to obscurity but if brock loses guys like i mean guys this is a guy that defeated the undertaker and ended this guy's freaking streak and now you're telling me this guy's gone from that to losing to omos at mania like guys stop like enough yeah so again yeah. i don't know what this does for anybody uh it just does not make sense at all it is just it, it, the mat i mean i mean nobody has asked for this I, I just, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck like who like what like vince, again, guys, this is like the only thing i can get is vince like two, imagine two guys giants you're, you're in right? a boardroom right and they're thinking what is the wwe universe want to say right the universe <laughs> right whatever the, like that corny fucking universe line oh right like, oh brock lesnar and omos two giants yeah that's that's vince all the way man it's it screams it's just yeah for just random for no reason i really thought that they were trolling me last week but no guys this is this is gonna be a legit match and i'm just like yeah in the actual fuck um (laughs) so again guys outside of this segment there's really nothing much to say about this match we know what this match is going to be there's hardly going to be any build I mean, maybe Brock, if he continues to be in this type of light where he's getting funny mm-hmm. and he's in the right segment, then maybe like maybe there could be something. But but again, guys, it's just it doesn't make sense. It's not the fact that guys, that we just don't want to see the match. It's just that nothing about the match makes sense at all. You have a part timer yeah. in Brock Lesnar, who's probably like you said, Brian, outside after Wrestle Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania is not going to be any part of this company, at least for the time being, up until yeah. maybe SummerSlam or whatever. And then you have Omos, who has not been booked properly at all. No one is going to give a shit about him going into the match, nor about after the match, Um, you know, leading or after Mania, Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. after Mania. So what is the fucking point of this shit? So... Again, I can ramble about this I'm guessing, hours. you know, unless I don't see him... I don't know. Maybe they do it before Mania, but yeah, I think Mania will be. Here's the way I can see Omos winning that match: is that Mania is the night that some iteration of the Hurt business, you know, reforms, and they and they beat down Brock. You know, other than that, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's just really odd and just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, but we got it. <laughs> yep. we got it man and it's just and we're just sitting here just so baffled and that's just that's everything you need to know at least mm-hmm. from our point of view all right guys we go into our number two this was cody rhodes the american nightmare versus chad gable uh second match of the night match time was 10 minutes i was a little disappointed brian because i said fuck it have them go 60 minutes have them do a 60 minute iron man match for all i care because chad gable and Cody Rhodes, they could do like, it, dude. That's everything you need. That's like enough said. That's everything you need to know. Um, you know, Cody Rhodes starts off the match at least early on with an inverted suplex from the top rope uh, before they go into their first commercial break. Guys, Chad Gable is so 
fucking good. I, I mm-hmm. mean, guys, and I'm not talking about his in-ring wrestling. Like, that's obviously, like, it's it's it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to figure that out. But his promos, his delivery, his storytelling, him able to carry a storyline, which he can. He's not mm-hmm. been given that freaking opportunity. This guy has been the full package. Yeah. This Alpha Academy shtick has been his meal ticket. Got, and I said this weeks ago, Brian. I don't know if you remember this. Chad Gable is legit one of the best professional wrestlers today. That's a, that's, yeah, that I, is I, a I, fact. This guy is so freaking good. And here's the sad thing, guys. And I have this also written down. I'm actually, actually I'm going to save it at, to the end of this match. Um, so, yeah. So, a cliffhanger DDT and a moonsault from Chad Gable. Again, just a terrific. Um, you could tell the chemistry was there, too. Everyone flowed, yeah. really gelled. In this match, one uh, to one another guy, but Cody Rhodes sucks. He's been forced down our throats, and this and this and that, and all this bullshit that I fucking hear. Oh my god! But anyway, again, I just gotta, I, you know, I just gotta, I just, I, I have to, I have to, you know, evoke my frustration with something here. And this is <laughs> yeah, the best way sure. I can do it on this platform. So, but anyway, again, it's just all the bullshit and nonsense that I hear that I just have to call out. But anyway, I'll get to that, and I'll get to more of that in just a second. Uh, Otis seems like distracted. I guess he's like looking for Maxine and her fine ass somewhere in the crowd or whatever, uh, as they have their whole shtick with the maximum male models. We're going to get into them in just a few more segments later on in the second hour. Um, you know, Cody's like, uh, like doing some shtick with him. And then like, I think, uh, Otis thought it was Chad Gable or something next to him. And he turns around, it's Cody Rhodes. Like, Hey, what are you doing, dude? And like, they, I guess he throws him over the barricade. Um, Cody hits probably one of the best Cody cutters I've ever seen him hit, like ever. Bro, uh, yeah. That shit was hit. And the way and 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 Chad Gable selling. I'm like, gonna oh I, I got the same God. thing, dude. Yeah. yeah. If you had guys, if I'm not guys, I'm not exaggerating. This Cody cutter that Cody hit was done so so well done. I mean, this <clears throat> shit was fucking near flawless. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. And then he hits that Cody cutter straight into a crossroads. Gable sells the shit out of that as well. Uh, and yeah, and Cody Rhodes wins this match. And of course, the right decision. Of course, you're not going to have Cody Rhodes uh, lose this match uh, being built to face Roman at Mania. Of course, that mm-hmm. would be ridiculous. Um, and then post-match, Cody Rhodes grabs a microphone and says he has yet to face Roman in person. You know, we're 30-some-odd days away, and he's yet to face the Tribal Chief. He doesn't say Tribal Chief, but Roman Reigns. Uh, in person, one-on-one, he says, I heard he's going to be on SmackDown this coming Friday. Well, so am I. Mic drop, and that is the segment. So I'll I'll start this off. So listen, like I said, guys, I, I'm disappointed at least this match because I am I wanted to see 60, minute, 60 more minutes of this match because I was thoroughly entertained of it. Um, so obviously, Cody Rhodes wins this match. And again, I, I'll first start with Cody, man. Just Cody he's he's doing he this is the best work of his career and it's not even close and again this yeah, is for sure time for him to face somebody like roman and become the face of your freaking company guys i understand the 30th entrant i understand about him not being a surprise return into the rumble and it feels kind of forced trust me i get it it was not done properly i've acknowledged that many many times but you guys you guys can't tell me that cody rhodes doesn't bring a pulse before Cody Rhodes came back, guys, there was no energy. There was no life. There was no electricity at all. Cody Rhodes comes back and all of this energy, this these vibes, and 
everything in between mm-hmm. went tenfold because of Cody Rhodes and how fucking, I don't know, how freaking good he is, you know? Yeah. It's just, but again, but again, people just want to ignore all of that. And they just want to just talk about him being in this world title situation and that he's not that good. And he's this, and he's this, and that again, all this bullshit that I hear. Um, And again, we've talked about that numerous of weeks, so I don't want to waste too much of my breath about that anyway. So Cody Rhodes winning this match, tremendous job. Again, one of the best freaking Cody cutters. I, at least from what I've seen him hit that move, one of the freaking best Cody cutters I've have freaking seen him hit. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. done tremendously. And Chad Gable plays a tremendous part of it. And as far as Chad Gable, um, definitely a tremendous showing. It's just, I talk this a lot about Chad Gable and he's at this point, Brian, he's starting to become like a Clorox wipe for 99% of the time. When he walks out for a match, you pretty much know he's going to lose. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. God given. And that's sad because I mentioned earlier, the dude has, he is the full package right now and he has so much freaking talent. Um, and again, and this is a, and this is a, this is a statistic that I also pulled up. This is including raw or live shows, pay-per-views and, and, uh, live events. Uh, since August of 2022 guys, Chad Gable is three out of his last 50 matches. I'm going to repeat that again. Really? August of 2022, Chad Gable is 30 out of his last 50 matches. That is, I'm assuming that's tag tag matches too. Yeah. Everything in between tag single, including live events, uh, televised matches, you name it. Everything in between his last 50 matches. He has only won three of them. That's fucking sad guys. That is that to me, that is pathetic. Um, and it's just a freaking shame because you see Chad Gable perform the way he performed because he is not afraid to sell a move. He is not afraid to make somebody look good. And mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, the same way. He also made Chad Gable look tremendously good in this. Yeah, match. absolutely. Everybody worked. So both, both men just gelled one another and they both, um, you know, like I said, I always, I always say it takes two to tango when it comes to delivering a very good match. But in regards to Chad Gable, it's just I understand he might, you know, he's he has this little situation going with the maximum male models, but still it's just like, can this dude just feel special and just go on a freaking winning streak? Right. If you have something for him, okay, that's great. But you need to book him as such. Like, don't just have him go out there and just lose every single match every mm-hmm. week, man. It's getting to the point where it's like Dolph Ziggler-esque. Like Dolph yeah. Ziggler, you know he's going to go out there and he's going to lose in under between five to ten minutes or so. You know, again, it's it's like a Clorox wipe. It's like ninety nine percent of the time it's going to happen. Um, so that that's just where I'm coming from, Brian. I don't know how you feel about it. Your thoughts about this match, about Cody, um, his work as of right now, and Chad Gable, and and uh, and how you feel about his his uh, his work as of late, and and uh, and how much talent you see in him as well. The, the floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the match was fantastic. It really was. Um, And yeah, for anybody that didn't see it, yeah, definitely go back and watch the match. But also, I agree with you, the the Cody Cutter, fantastic. And I would even say more impressive to me was the crossroads at the end. And it wasn't, it wasn't Cody hitting the crossroads. It was the way Gable took it and sold it. it. That, yeah, those... I've never seen him hit a hit a crossroads. That was the best crossroads I've ever seen him hit, hands down. Not even a question. Um, and it was largely due to uh, to Chad Gable, you know. Um, so yeah, I think both guys, uh, you know, had a tremendous match. Yeah, with Gable, um, 
I, I like Gabe. I think he has everything. The only thing he doesn't have, and it's unfortunate, is the size. And, you know, we know Vince's, yes. Vince McMahon's history. And I think even Triple H to some degree, too. I, I don't think he's necessarily on board with, um, you know, you know, back at the time at like Daniel Bryan. I mean, maybe he was more with it than Vince McMahon was, but I don't really think Triple H is, you know, sold on, on uh, you know, a superstar of that stature, you know, being, you know, one of your top guys, you know, for, for whatever reason. I mean, there's there's been numerous guys that have, have proven that they can be, you know, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm sure if I really thought about it, I could think of some more, but yeah, uh, you know, in WWE, does he ever get that push? Um, I got to tell you, I don't think so. And it's just just because of his size. Um, but I, I think he's a great talent. Definitely. I mean, this match with Cody, I mean, it was really so smooth. So, so well done. Like every single move. It, it was it was just a beautiful wrestling match to watch, man. For From two guys you know, at the top of the game who can wrestle their asses off, man. Like it really was good. Um, and yeah, that, that promo afterwards, Cody, um, man, I'm really looking forward to SmackDown. I'll tell you that. Cause you know, you got Roman coming back and he's, he's going to have to deal with the issue with, with Jay and Jimmy. And I fully expect Sammy's going to be there. And now Cody's coming. It, that's uh, this, this Friday SmackDown is going to be one to watch for sure um so definitely i'm 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 waiting to see what the rating is going to be for that because yeah they've been consistent with over close to 2.5 now you have cody rhodes on there and the build like you mentioned with jay and i mentioned too on the smackdown review it's gonna be interesting to see how many people tune in because i yeah i expect that to be at least over a 2.5 they've been messing around between like a two between a 2.2 and a 2.3 i i expect that to be at least i want to say a little bit over a 2.5 like 2.6 cuz yeah for like, sure and, and you can tell like they're really trying like i said and this this was the show as a whole right they they really wanted to stack these upcoming shows for like especially mm-hmm. for the bigger towns like boston for next week monday night yeah, Monday, yeah. Or smackdown for this friday so and like, that's pretty much what the, this entire show was but yeah i'm i'm definitely curious at least ratings wise i'm curious to see what that's mm-hmm. going to look like cuz they are stacking this smackdown for sure as as with the rest of this storyline with the in regards to roman sammy and the bloodline so yeah yeah and then yeah last thing about cody man you know for for anybody you know like i said i i'm in the camp of you know i still you know i i would have it would have been a a fairy tale great story you know for sammy to win the title i get it and i there's still part of me that that wants to see it but okay i've accepted it's cody if for anybody that's I don't know thinks that WWE is shoving him down your throat or he or, or whatever like look WWE hasn't had a face like this in years like I, I don't even if you want to go back to I don't know when Seth Rollins was a face I don't think he was this good or this this big um, and here you have you know Roman Reigns who's been this incredible heel and had a stranglehold on all of wrestling really for the last three years and here you have this ultimate face right i mean okay maybe he's not hulk hogan or stone cold or the rock or whatever but he is no he is the best face that the wwe has had in years period um so yeah it's you know i I fully expect that's going to be a great match 
you know, and yeah, I'm I'm totally cool. I, you know, we had gone back and forth if if they were splitting the titles or or whatever. Either way, if it's Cody winning both of them or Cody winning one of them, he needs to be the champion and you know hold one of the belts and beat Roman, and that's just going to happen because he's that good of a face right now. Uh, he just he just is. Um. So yeah. Uh. Again, great match. Yeah, I'd, I'd like him to see push see him push Gable more because I think he has talent. But I just don't. I don't think WWE ever really will, man. So and that's yeah, sad. I don't know. It, it really yeah. truly is sad. Like I said, guys, he's he's won three out of his last fifty matches, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much that's pretty much all you need to know, man. Yep. And it's a shame. All right, guys. Next segment, we got Baron Corbin backstage. We're in a backstage <laughs> interview, <laughs> or at least what. What uh, what was left or what was uh, of it, I should say. Yeah. Um, so he says some things that hasn't gone his way. Byron Saxton immediately cuts the interview short and sees Kevin Owens walking. He's like, oh, pardon me. Sorry to cut you off. I want to go talk to Kevin Owens. Baron Corbin's reaction is funny. He's like, are you seriously about to cut me off again? <laughs> yeah. Like, again, like you're going to cut me off from him. Like, like, oh, man, like, let me talk, man. <laughs> like, I thought that was funny. Again, and then, yeah, and then Kevin Owens, he's pretty much just asked about uh you know if there's any consequences about what he just did early on in the night he says listen all i want to see is the bloodline fall and i don't need anyone's help to do it and that's pretty much you know taking a jab i guess at semi sammy zane so right again just like 30 seconds nothing major there i thought Perry corbin's reaction about getting cut off again was funny uh but yeah kevin owens keeping it short Keeping it short and sweet, I guess, if, if you want to put it that way. So before yeah. we get into this next segment, Brian, your thoughts, if you have any about this little short. No, thing. not really. I mean, I, I just, I don't know where they're going with Corbin. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, the the KO, you know, little promo or, or interview there. I mean, obviously, you know, he's still saying he's going to do it on his own. But we all know, you know, here within the next probably two, two to well, we only got, what, 33 days till Mania? So I'd say probably within the next two, two and a half weeks, you know, Sammy and, and KO are going to, you know, join up here. So, I mean, we all know where that's going. So, yeah, and, and looking forward to it. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well said, absolutely. Judgment Day is backstage. Um, so pretty much each of them pretty much was given a little short promo talking about each of their individual feuds. You know, Dom talks mm -hmm. about the moments he had with Ray on SmackDown, by the way, which was tremendously done by yeah. the way. I spoke highly about that on the SmackDown review, by the way, guys, if you haven't checked out the SmackDown review, that was an audio format video only. So make sure you guys go check out that now. Um, and then come back to this video if you want to, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> but make sure if the, it, you know, cause I know last week or the week previous, uh, we didn't post a SmackDown uh, review because of the Elimination Chamber previous weeks ago, but there is a SmackDown review. It is out now. We talk about SmackDown. Highly praised this segment or what what was of the segment between Ray and Dom, so make sure you guys uh, do go check that out. Um, and, uh, he's like, you're Dom. This sends a message to Ray Mysterio. This was Dominic <laughs> Mysterio. says, you're an ex-con Dom's prison now. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh my god, dude! It's it's the Dom in this freaking character, man. I'm telling you, man. Everybody in this faction, man, they're they have evolved. They, yeah, Dominic, for sure. Rhea, even uh, Finn and even Damian Priest, they they yep. went from here. I'm not saying they're like all the way at the top, but they've evolved into the like another level or two because of this. Rhea faction. is really Rhea's awesome at the to top. See. Everyone <laughs> feels comfortable in their own skin. Like mm -hmm. it's really nice to see. So 
Dominic says some words to Ray. Rhea then talks about her face-to-face, that whatever that face-to-face was, that awkward freaking stare down, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. talking about that and then, uh, you, know, she, you know, talking about that she can't escape her own fate and just sending that message over to Charlotte Flair. Um, you know, like I said, everyone giving little little bits and pieces of a little bit of short promo, which I liked. And then Finn, Finn cuts his promo um, or his situation with Edge. You yep. know, and he says, listen, um, he said, this isn't over until he says it's over. He's like, you're playing checkers and I'm just, and I'm here playing chess. And he lays the challenge to Edge to a match at WrestleMania. And Damian Priest, well, he's just there. <laughs> and, and that's actually a shame too, because I like Damian a lot. I just hope that, at least for Damien's sake, that he's not just thrown in some Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal or something <laughs> like that. I really hope not. Right. Because, um, like, yeah, but so, yeah, Finn lays the challenge to Edge and or lays the challenge to Edge um, at WrestleMania. Um, definitely, I, I mentioned this last week how that could work if you bring back the demon because that's the only way that you can. And I mentioned, I think there was a rumor or something like that about Hell in a Cell as well being locked inside hell in a cell. You don't even need to give me hell in a cell. Just give me back the demon against some like brood type of like side of edge or something like yeah. that. Maybe head to head, take my fucking money. I will watch that shit. But if you're just going to give me normal freaking judgment day, Finn Ballard against edge that we already seen in an, I quit match. Then mm-hmm. what's the point of this? So, so again, I'm on the fence. If they bring the demon back, I'm sold. If not, then I'm like, okay, what the fuck are we doing? Um, so look, um, I, I understand if, if people weren't on board with the segment, I, I truly do because I, I mean, I, I agree. I think they could have gotten a little bit more creative in, in regards to, you know, getting invested of what each member of the judgment day is doing. But I think this was, uh, very simplistic, you know, they're, they're hit their bullet points pretty well. They both, you know, I mean, and obviously, of course, guys, this, again, was just a show to pretty much pack and stack up their their show in Boston for next week, at, at, for the mm-hmm. most part, um, as well as for previous shows like SmackDown, like I mentioned. So, um, yeah, d- definitely, I-, I could definitely see it being underwhelming, at least from other people's point of view. Um, me, personally, I did not have a problem with this at all. Um, again, it's like I said, it, it's a 30... 30 to 60, maybe 90 seconds for that matter on a three hour show. To me, it's no harm, no foul. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yes. They could have gotten creative. That is the one flaw that I do have, but other than that, I'm fine with it. Uh, Brian, your thoughts about the judgment day right now, as we get closer to mania and your thoughts on this backstage promo. Yeah. I, I really like whether the judgment day, you know, the storylines are involved in. Um, yeah, that, that's the one uh, line I, I wrote down from Dom too, is <laughs> you're an ex-con Dom's prison now. So again, we've talked about it. Um, you know, yeah, his his whole shtick now, I mean, it's it's growing on me and, and we've mentioned plenty of times, he's still got a lot of growing, a lot of learning to do, but, you know, in the last, you know, four, four months or so, man, I, I really like his improvement. Um, and, and I'm in agreement with you. Uh, the the Finn Edge match at WrestleMania, unless you're doing something with the Demon and a and a brutish type of Edge or a Hell in a Cell, I'd be okay with that. Um, then yeah, it's it's we've already seen it, and okay, you know it'll be a good match, but uh, you know it doesn't get me hyped up about anything. Um, so yeah, and and we do see uh, uh, Damien, or really the whole Judgment Day, but then. 
Damien come in uh, later on here in a couple couple more segments. And gosh, I can't even remember who he's with now. I gotta, I have to go back and look. But he cuts a little promo on on somebody, I believe. Unless I just dreamt that, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, an okay segment. Um, you know, just some filler talking about storylines, which I was okay with. But overall, I like the the Judgment Day's work as a whole. Man, it's it's one of the better storylines in in WWE right now. So. Yeah, good job, man. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Couldn't said any better. Uh, next segment was the maximum male models. They continue to try to recruit Otis. Um, freaking <laughs> Mace. Mace is like, so they're talking to Otis. Mace just is like, he's, I don't know if he's just showing off his flexibility, but this motherfucker just puts up his leg up on the fence. And I'm like, this is, dude. <laughs> This whole spiel with the ma- like, hey, Brian, did you catch that? Did you see that? I, like, I totally, I did miss that. Yeah, I, his I didn't leg see is it, legit. But... Like he's like, so they're up there, like they're they're near the do- they're near like the trainer's room where Chad Gable, I guess, is in. Like Otis is waiting on Chad Gable, and then the maximum male models come in: Maxine, Mansoir, and Mace. And Mace <laughs> is like, he puts his entire leg up 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 against the wall, like he's dry humping the freaking wall. Like guys, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Go back and watch it. I'll have to go back. Funniest, but the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, just outside of that, um, you know, Maxine says she. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm saying I'm 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 serious. You got to go back and watch Mace just freaking dry humping the freaking wall. It was hysterical. (laughs) Um, he says like he says like if he were if 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 Otis were to have a match, they would be in his corner. Um, and Otis is funny. He's like looking for Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce, I need a match. I need it now. Yes, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so and and that match, uh, and he does end up having a match, and we'll get into that as well. Um, before we go into this match, I don't really have much to talk about. I'll get more into maximum male models and Otis and all that stuff at uh, later on in the third hour. But uh, Brian, if you have any thoughts about Otis right now and the maximum male models and like your interest level, I guess, with this, uh, the, the floor is yours. Take them away before we get into our third match. The maximum male models as a whole, no interest. My only interest here is that, yeah, I think uh, Otis can deliver comedically, you know, in a, in something like that. And, you know, it's, this is what, I don't know, the third, third week in a row now, I guess it's, you know, they've, they've come out, you know, with trying to recruit Otis so I mean, yeah, I, I fully expect uh, you know something's going to go down here with um, Alpha Academy, you know, pretty soon. Which I mean, I'm leading towards them them breaking, you know, at, at some point. Um, I guess that's where they're going with this, uh, you know. And if that's the case, again, we just talked about Gable. You know, where where does Gable go? And and with Otis, it, I, that would be the only positive to me is is comedic ability but even that i think is is going to be it's going to have a short shelf life you know what i mean uh maybe you can do it for you know a couple two three months or so but i don't see it lasting longer than that um so yeah uh, you know overall yeah it's a it's a meh for me yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way at least as of right now that's a good way yeah so, otis right. is at least like I, I give otis credit he's trying to make it yeah like otis, otis just in general is just so freaking entertaining so yep. if you're gonna put if you're gonna le- listen if you're gonna put like some stock into maximum male models and you want to make otis a part of it 
then hey, like he can he can turn that faction into a freaking gold mine because of yeah, how, for sure, how entertaining he is so. Um, like I said, I'll get more into Otis and Maximum Male Models as we get into the third hour. Um, so third match was my girl Asuka versus Carmella. Uh, this match time was under six minutes. Corey Graves is just hilarious, guys. And I'm going to talk more about Corey Graves when we do get into Otis's match in the third hour. This dude is just freaking awesome. He's just praising his wife as she comes to the ring. She's like, she is hotter than hot. She is sweeter than honey. She's like, shut up, freaking, uh, shut up, Kevin. Let me freaking talk glory about my wife, my fiance. <laughs> Guys, just go back and listen to, to freaking Corey Graves. The guy, again, he carries that commentary table. I can't say the same about Kevin Patrick. Well, you guys know if you listened to Monday Night Raw review last week, you guys know how I feel about Kevin Patrick. And it's just, <laughs> however, I, I the, the exchange they had, in the match with Otis in the third hour, which was funny. But again, I'll get to that once we get into the third hour. So um, Oscar wins this match via her arm bars, arm bar submission. This was actually also a decent match for being a match under, under six minutes. Yeah, Both ladies did their thing in there. Uh, and Oscar wins this match via the arm bar. Of course, right decision. You're not going to have this fucking woman lose uh, going into a women's title match at mania. So of course, um, post-match, Asuka calls out Bianca to the ring. Bianca Belair comes out. Her music hits. Bianca says some words, and Carmella, she shoves um, Bianca into Asuka, I believe. Um, and they both kind of the, the other way around. Carmella. Shoved uh, Asuka into oh, was Bianca. Was it Asuka? Okay, I'm yeah, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. They shove Asuka into Bianca. Yep. Um, and then Carmella uh, walks off uh, and, and stands tall. Um I have a few thoughts about this, but Brian, I'll have you start. Your thoughts about the mat, the match, and post match, and everything in between. The floor is yours. Yeah, good match. Um, you know, it's it was Oscar's show. Uh, I just really, even her, I even though I I can't understand what she's saying. You know, some of the time, like when she grabbed the 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 mic for the promo after the match. Whatever she said, like right in the beginning, I don't know what what it was, but it was just entertaining as shit. <laughs> and oh, then, all, so that, she, all that shit she speaks. Oh yeah, it's like you don't know what she's saying, but you're like invested. Like, you're like yeah, oh, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Um, and then yeah, so she calls out Bianca, and another. It just it just struck me like so. She calls out Bianca, and then it, the camera goes back to Oscar, and she's kind of down to one knee and kind of kind of turns her head to the camera. And just the look on her face, right, with the makeup and everything, I, I don't, it was just captivating. Like, that's that's the only word I can think of. Um, so, yeah, and, and then they get in the ring. And so I, I don't like the fact that, so now, you know, obviously, and I, I guess we'll, we can touch on it here and get into it later. But so this sets up a match next week with Bianca and Carmella. Um so it's just like, you know, so you're fighting Asuka this week, fighting Bianca next week. Like, okay. The only thing I will say that I do like or did like about it is so, you know how most of the times in those situations, right? So Carmella pushes Asuka into Bel Air, right? Most times the person that, that gets hit, right, is going to get up like Bel Air would have gotten up like Asuka hit her on purpose. So I'm at least glad that you know, it was like immediately like Bianca looked over at Carmel, like she knew what happened, you know. So I'm at least glad they didn't go that route of like, oh, no, 
Bianca thinks Asuka just hit her or whatever. So, you know, I, I do like I'm switching it up on that because that's rarely ever what, what wrestling does. Um, but yeah, so the it was a good match. Um, just Asuka after the match on the mic, you know, that that's what, what sold it for me. Bianca was, was good too. And again, they're setting up a match, you know, between Bianca and Carmella. Great. You know, I'm sure that'll be a good match as well, but it's really all about Asuka for me right now. Yeah. And I, and I mean, you said it best about Asuka. I mean, everything about her, she's like this killer, this killer clown in a way, mm-hmm. like the mask, her face <laughs> paint, everything about her is just like a freaking it's a star. I mean, this is what yeah. she was, and you can tell she's comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. She's having fun. She's comfortable in her own skin, and and she's uh, like, she like I said, she's just she's in the moment, you know. And, yeah. and, and yep. that's the thing too. And she's really and she's really into, and you can tell how much she loved and missed this character a lot because this was her character, guys, pretty much. Yeah. In in Japan, I mean, this is pretty much it's it's pretty much Asuka the original Asuka character you get like times a thousand <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Asuka, that's what this kind of Asuka character pretty much is. So no doubt. Absolutely. I mean, Asuka, um, no reason why, you know, she was in mine and yours, Brian, in, in our top five this for this week, because yeah. you know, ever since she has came back to, to the Royal rumble, uh, she has been booked tremendously and she has done everything tremendously well of what's been given to her. So yep. in regards to this match, um, and guys, I know that Carmella gets a lot of shit, and but here's the like Carmella has improved tremendously. For sure, she really, yeah. she, no, she truly has. Like I truly mean that. Like from what she started till now, like her her delivery and her promos are better. Mm-hmm. Um, her confidence, like the way she speaks on the mic, she doesn't stutter as much. She she speaks with everything with very like you know just again conviction confidence and yeah, good yeah. vocals. And her in-ring work is better. I mean, guys, it's it's proof is in the pudding. If you if you go back and watch her when she started versus to now, there's no comparison. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, here's the problem that I have, Brian, is that this is supposed to be between Asuka and Bianca. I don't like the fact that they're still picturing Asuka as the baby face here. You see what I'm saying? Because now they're putting in Carmella, who is, of course, the, is the heel in all of this. Mm-hmm. And yet, she, we're you know, Carmella is the one getting the limelight in this is what's supposed to be a match between Asuka and Bianca. Because it's not about Asuka and Bianca. It's now about Carmella now. That's right. that is now just been thrown into the shuffle. And it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. And again, that's no shade to Carmella. Like I just mentioned, I I. I have a lot of respect for her and I like Carmella and I, and I respect the fact that she has improved, but the, why is she just thrown into this match with Asuka? Listen, the match itself. I mean, like I said, before I started reviewing this match, I mean, it was, it was tremendously well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, kind of similar with Cody. I mean, obviously not to that S, but Cody Rhodes and Chad Gable. I mean, both ladies gelled very well with one. another. Yeah. But again, it's just, you know, I just don't understand why Carmella is in the shuffle when the story is supposed to be between Asuka and Bianca. And guys, we only have now a month left. Like, right. and, and I, and it's, it's clear as day that Asuka is still painted as the, the face in this whole situation because Bianca, or excuse me, because Carmella is added into the situation. So that I'm not on board with because you can make this this Asuka character can be a full blown badass, deadly type of heel. 
like yeah. this killer clown type of heel. And, and you can come up with a lot of entertaining shit to build up this freaking match. And they're, and they're, but all they're doing is that they're just, they're, they're, you know, Bianca just says a few words. They had a, a cool, like a little stare down, which was cool with the, with the mist and the blue freaking gunk and all that stuff weeks ago. <laughs> right. Um, but then, but then you just throw Carmella out of nowhere that just doesn't feel like she just belongs at all. She's just thrown into this situation. And it's just like, and, and then you look at Asuka and Bianca, it's like, okay, like who, who's who here? Like, again, mm-hmm. I talk about face and face and heel and heel. It's just like, you know, it's just, I, it's just, it's really, it's not getting anybody invested. If that makes sense. Like, of course, I mean, people are still looking forward to the match, but the build guys, it's so fucking important. Yeah. And I feel like they're really, they're, I, I really hope not, but it seems to me like they're really dropping the ball with this build as now we're getting closer and closer to mania, but that's just, that's just where I'm looking for. Again, mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Carmella, again, I like her. She's improved. She does not need to be in this situation. She's just, it's so out of place for her to be in this situation. And right. it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, so, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But guys, like Asuka, like turn, you, you might you might as well turn this freaking woman fully freaking heel. She has the character to do it. Just fucking yeah. do it. They should have just fucking did it. Like, I, I don't know, the day after she came after back the rumble. rumble or yeah. when she when she won the freaking chamber, when she faced Bianca, like make that that move where like, okay, it's on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they haven't done it. And it's just like, okay, what are we waiting for here? We got this match, it's great, but like we need we need more, you know? Right. Um, and that's Absolutely. just the frustrating part about it. Trust <laughs> me, I will still. I will still be invested. I will still watch this match because this is the match that I know me and a lot and others, including you, Brian, as well, have asked for. It's just now, now we gotta up up the ante here, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm coming from. And I just hope they just don't drop the ball as we get closer to WrestleMania. So same. Yep. All right, y'all. So fourth match of the night as we get closer and closer to the third hour. Uh, Piper Niven versus Candice LeRae. This match time, guys, was under three minutes. Guys, I, again, with these these uh, these matches that are superstar A and superstar B that end in less than three to two minutes just make no fucking sense. But again, what the fuck do I know? Um, Nikki Cross comes out, or like she's slowly following behind Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae doesn't even know. Like, uh, you know, there was a segment last week how like nikki cross said like oh i don't have any friends and all my friends are gone or whatever and again that's kind of leading into i guess you could say a team forming i don't know right between candace and nikki that you that could be something like i mentioned at the top of the show if if you do it correctly again the way i explained it at the top of the show to me makes the most sense if, if you're gonna make candace LeRae, you know feel important you know mm-hmm. uh, but anyway uh she's watching no nikki's watching this match from ringside niven gets distracted from nikki cross she throws her into the barricade uh piper niven goes back into the ring and loray wins this match via the awe-inspiring roll-up finish for the victory so big old piper niven this, this <laughs> know, big that's... woman this big powerful woman she's like uh, again I, I made this reference before guys you watch like the christmas story like the freaking kid is in the snow. Guys, I can't get up. I can't get up. Like, I can't get up. Like, like that. that's that's Piper Niven. That's what yeah. she wants to do. Guys, I can't get up. Like, it just makes her look so fucking pathetic. 
Mm-hmm. I hate the finish, bro. I mix no sense, but we keep doing it, Brian. We just keep fucking doing it. And guys, right. listen, here's the thing. I understand old school also wrestling fans are going to say, oh, but James, it has a place though. And yes, you're absolutely right. But guys, they do these. It's the way that they're doing the roll of finishes. Guys, Piper Niven, who is one of the bigger, the bigger, you know, woman on the roster i mean guys she's literally like she's she's pretty big and she's pretty yeah. it's no secret getting For rolled sure. up by little candace loray right can't get her shoulder up off the freaking mat I, I i mean it makes no sense makes no sense at all like guys mm-hmm. we've seen ricochet roll up braun Strowman. like in what fucking world is that realistic we've seen freaking who else has been freaking rolled up? I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bobby Lashley has been freaking rolled up by freaking Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Yeah, that's pretty fucking realistic, right? It's just the way that they're doing these roll-ups, it makes no sense. How is little old Candice LeRae rolling up this, this powerhouse that's Piper Niven, mm. rolling up on her shoulders for three seconds, for three full fucking seconds? It's like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah. guys, I like, I like the, the fact that Piper Niven is Piper Niven again, but she's being booked no better than when she was Dewdrop. And I'm just, <laughs> it's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and listen, good for Candice LeRae. I, I like the fact that she's winning matches, but guys, can she just hit her fucking finisher? Just hit her finisher. I, I don't <laughs> even know what her finisher is, but just no. hit, hit the fucking finisher. But fucking God. Oh man. But anyway, that that's my thoughts, Brian, uh, your thoughts before we get into our number three. Yeah, I'm in agreement, man, with the, the roll-ups. And I don't even – it's here, it's in WWE. You can even go over to, to AEW and, like, Darby Allen rolling up Samoa Joe or Wardlow or something. Like, that's what gets me is, like, okay, there's a roll-up. Like, if if Shayna Baszler rolled up, rolled up Piper Niven, okay, that's that, that could be legit. But, yeah, Candice LeRae, who's, you know, 100 pounds, and, and Piper Niven, who – I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on her weight, but yeah, she's she's a bigger woman, right? There and did Candice LeRae even hit her with anything when she comes back in the ring, or just rolls her up? I think it's just. I mean, yeah, it's up. yeah. I don't <laughs> like right. I don't think she even. And, and guys, she and didn't like just hit, under three. It's not like they laid in the kitchen. It's not like one of those AEW matches where they just they lay blow. They lay. They just throw everything at the kitchen sink and they just roll up. It's like okay. If you book the match correctly, if it's not just a chaotic circus, then that's one thing. But guys, this match was not even three minutes. How yeah. can big old freaking Piper Niven not kick out of her kick out of a roll up in less than three seconds <sighs> when you're not even been in the match for not even full in full of three minutes? How the yeah. fuck is that possible? It right. just makes no sense. But whatever, go ahead, man. So yeah, that that's just I mean that's my issue with it too. Uh, yeah, Candice LeRae. Oh, I don't know the whole the whole pixie thing. I, you know, I just haven't been a Uses fan. Her pixie of that. magic to fucking roll. <laughs> pixie magic, yeah, for sure. It, what's uh, uh Tinkerbell came down and uh, helped out. Poof. <laughs> yeah. There's a roll up. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, um, you know, I guess I do have a little bit of interest of the whole Nikki Cross aspect of where. You know, obviously, Larray and Gargano were, are, you know, a, a couple in real life, and they've, you know, have have been on, in, you know, on camera segments. And then you have, you know, Gargano's relationship with Loomis, and now Nikki Cross's relationship with Larray. Like, I don't know if those 
it just seems to me that those four are gonna gonna come together at, at some point or somehow I, I don't exactly know how I, I like your idea about you know a, a tag you know Nikki Cross and Candace um but yeah I just don't know where it's going right now and yeah rolling up Piper Niven is just kind of silly yeah and yeah it was just a little three minute match just to you know got a woman's match on TV you know so mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, it. I, that's it. Nothing invested. Yeah. No. Poof, expecto petroleum. <laughs> Freaking roll up. That'll get, there you go. Let me use my pixie dust magic to roll this mother. Uh, yeah, right. That's a, uh, it's so again, silly. It's just so freaking odd, just the way that they do these roll ups. It's weird. Yeah. Our number three, we go into Ms. TV. So, Ms. This was all the hype about the envelope that Maurice, his lovely wife, Maurice, gave to him last week. And yes, so Miz announces that he will be the host of WrestleMania 39. Um, so you know he he hypes up he hypes about that for about a few minutes, and then Seth Rollins' music hits. He interrupts, and he um, you know Seth says he's been trying to contact or get a hold of Logan Paul, and he's like he's like and he asks to call uh, Logan on Facetime with Miz's phone. You know, you know, Miz's phone, obviously he's worked with, with Logan Paul and their history in the past. Right. He's like, you know, you got ties with Logan. Let me call him up. Let me use your phone to call him up. Cause there's some words I want to say to him. And uh, Miz denies. He's like, no, I'm not going to let you do anything. This is my phone. And no, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Miz. <laughs> it's just so, and again, it's just so awkward type of, he calls him like a Seth, like calls him like a B hole. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. like, Everything I do is not like B tier or B level. So you're an a hole. Yeah, it's just I I don't know. It's just very corny and fucking cheesy and weird. But the whole shtick of it is that he wants to use Mrs. Phone to call Logan Paul and send him a message, like a legit message uh, to his face or whatever. And Miz denies, and all that does for Miz is just you know get a super kick right into his right into his mug. Um, and then Seth picks up Mrs. Phone. <laughs> this was interesting. So like he takes <laughs> it's actually kind of the way that they they went about this at least at least going in further into the segment starting from this point he uses the phone like you know like the face screen like to unlock your phone yeah right the he uses that on the miz while the miz is unconscious to unlock the phone so he can call Lo- call up logan paul and he does that's what he does he he uses miz as the face screen he facetimes logan um, and he was, and he sends him, yeah, he's like laughs. He does that evil freaking laugh again. Uh, just, but he's supposed to be a baby face. That's what I'm supposed to, that's what I'm supposed to believe here. But you know, but I'm just, you know, but again, but I guess I'm just in the minority and I guess I'm just a schmuck. I'm just the stupid one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he sends, he talks to Logan Paul. He's like, I was just calling to see how your baby brother was, was doing <laughs> Obviously, yeah. referencing Jake Paul losing to Tommy Fury. Uh, the night previous uh, in their boxing match that they had. Um, so yeah, Rollins just calls out Logan to come to Monday night raw next week uh, to, to be face to face. And again, this is all over the phone, like FaceTime, you know, mm-hmm. fans can see this up on the Tron, like Seth's holding the phone. You could see him holding the phone on, on the, on the Titan Tron or whatever. And yeah, Logan accepts over the phone. He's like, I like that idea. He's like, I accept, or I accept, excuse me. And Rollins is just like, bye-bye, bitch. And he just freaking hangs up on him. <laughs> um, and then Rollins delivers a stomp to Miz for good measure to end the segment. Um, yeah, I'll start this and I'll make this short. So this segment was fine. Um, 
in regards to Miz being the host, I actually don't mind it at all. You know, I mean, listen, there's no, I mean, you don't have any other plans for Miz anyway. So listen, this is the best case scenario for him. If you're not going to put him into a match or a feud, you might as well have him be the, be the host. It's in LA. He's pretty much a movie star. So this is no harm, no foul. I mean, because guys, yeah. who else are you going to have? You're going to have freaking what? Jake Paul. You're going to have some other celebrity schmuck come in to do right, some right. type of shticks or whatever. Like guys, who the fuck is it going to be? So being Miz, being the host, you can make some, maybe a, like a, a cool, cool little WrestleMania moment with him in the night as the host or something like that. So I, I don't mind it at all. It's no harm, no foul there. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, for this match, I, or, or excuse me, for this segment, I like the creativity with using the the the, the FaceTime. I actually mm -hmm. do like that. And you notice, guys, that because because uh, I'm sure people are like, oh, like how did they how did they pull this off? Like how it's like that this must have took a big risk to do a FaceTime call. Well, guys, this was pretty. I I, I mean, it should be no secret, but I guess I have to explain this to people. It was it was it was pre-taped. The, the the call from from Logan Paul <laughs> yeah. was pretty much pre-taped. You can tell by the way the camera was on Logan through the phone. You can tell that it's pre-taped. Um, but still, I like the creativity. Yeah, um, I, I do like that as well. In versus just having someone on the Titan Tron just show up on the Titan Tron and say, "I accept your challenge." You know, get creativity. Like have the freaking call on a FaceTime call from someone else's phone. Yeah, and and, and lay them a challenge or whatever. So. Again, guys, they're really, really stacking up this Monday Night Raw show for Boston next week. They are mm -hmm. really going all in as now there's going to be a face-to-face -face with Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. So to finish this off, before I send this off to you, Brian, I know I ha I still have my my worries and my, and my thoughts with this, with this match. I, I don't understand, again, what Seth Rollins is. I understand he can be entertaining. I understand people can get into a shtick. And that's totally fine if you like Seth Rollins, and, and and that's and I can understand why people would like that. But guys, his character is the most confusing fucking gimmick in this company because he's supposed to be. I mean, Brian, think about it, right? He's he's doing this evil laugh. He he's moving around like he's the freaking Joker, and he's doing these fucking dances and shit. That's guys. If you're a if you're a normal fucking human being, and you and you see that. You're thinking, oh, he's the bad guy. He's a he's an antagonist. But no, right. he's labeled as the fucking babyface. What fucking sense does that make? Yeah. It's like, but we want to give him mulligans. Like, oh, he's this anti-hero, or he's this guys. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, there's a babyface and there's a fucking heel. Like, enough with this fucking bullshit. Like, he's either a face or a heel. Like, stop with this in-betweener shit and giving passes for it. Like, enough. Um. And then, yeah, same with Logan Paul. He's pretty much a baby face because he played a baby face against Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. So mm -hmm. what's the deal here? I understand the match is going to be good. I understand the match will probably be the best match of the night, probably. But still, I, I'm still not on board with the way that this is building because there's no definitive heel or face. There right. just is it. And it's not, and I can't get intrigued if you don't if you don't develop professional wrestling 101 which is a heel and a face put together in a feud and you let them create magic we don't know right. who is who brian i mean that's just a given fact so listen for what this segment was um i i i give wwe credit for the creativity um you know you know for what it was it was decent it had its moments um just like a few moments just like you know seth in the Miz TV segment a couple weeks ago had its moments, mm -hmm. but guys, this match, 
to say that I'm listen, are they going to have a good match? And is it probably going to be the best match of the night? Sure. It probably is going to be, but, but are you seriously are that invested of what these two are doing? Like, be honest out of everything else you have freaking Cody Rhodes and you have the bloodline right now you have, you know, like guys, like what, like what else is there? Like, honestly, like what else is there right now? You have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You have Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. You're telling me you're just that more excited about the bloodline than you are with Miz or excuse me, with Rollins and Logan Paul. Come on. And like, right. Ridiculous. I'm not, cause it's not on the same level, Brian. That's, that's what I mean. So, um, yeah. but yeah, that's just my, that's just my honest take. Um, will the match be good? Yes. Am I that intrigued moving forward? I'm just not. I'm sorry. Brian, your thoughts? Yeah, as far as the segment, um, yeah, it was okay. Uh, there was another little part in there where I like the, the when the Miz was out there by himself, he, you know, he announces he's going to be the WrestleMania host, which, I, yeah, I'm on board with that. I, I think, you know, of course we've seen, like, celebrity hosts in the past and whatnot, but, yeah, the Miz doesn't have a match. You know, he's been in and around LA. Um, and I, I think he's, he's going to deliver as the host of WrestleMania. So yeah, I like that decision. Um, but he goes into, or he asks the crowd, he's like, or, you know, says, I'm going to be the host. And he's like, Oh, what do you, what'd you guys expect? Logan Paul? He was like, this is uh what do you say? This is WrestleMania goes Hollywood, not WrestleMania goes YouTube. So I, I thought that was a pretty yeah. funny line. And then the other one, when uh, Seth Rollins hung up the phone, he's like, bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> Just the way he delivered yeah. it was funny. <laughs> Regardless of how I feel about Seth Rollins' character, that was in the moment. That in the moment. Yeah, that yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. But yeah, his... Look, Rollins' character overall, like, the week by week, I just get more irritated so by it. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, like, I, thank I, God it's not just me. Like, thank, like, I, like, I feel like I, there's no way, like, me, like, Brian, that me and you aren't the only ones that are confused by this gimmick. Like, it, we can't be, right? I mean, just, you know what I and mean? And it's not even, it's, it's the confusion, but then also just the, like... And I guess here lately he's he kind of is leaning more into like with the the weird dances he does. Just, I guess he is fit, more like leaning. Yeah, doesn't. yeah. And and I'll say this too, like I'm all for you know audience crowd involvement with like the singing of the songs and stuff. But his is the absolute fucking worst. Like, <laughs> like I, I can I can understand like a, a Sami Zayn. <laughs> oh yes my bad Continue. it's yeah like i mean i get it you know people sing chris jericho's song or Sami Zayn, or even you know multiple stars and and cool whatever but just this whole package of rollins just the the dancing the sing-along the laugh the the weird mannerisms the weird outfits nothing just for me and and great if you love what he's doing but nothing for me and his 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 whole shtick right now is hitting for me um yeah the match with logan paul at, at, or yeah logan paul at it is logan right i always gonna confuse yeah, it's logan, logan. And, yeah it's, it's logan, logan. <laughs> um so yeah it'll be a good match I'm, i have no doubt that maybe seth but definitely logan is gonna deliver at least one holy shit moment i i have no doubt he's gonna do something that is just like Holy shit! How does how does this guy who you know has little to no wrestling experience, other than uh, yes, he's athletic as hell, but just some of the stuff he's done 
thus far in the ring is has really given us some holy shit moments. So I fully expect him to do that at WrestleMania LA. Um, but am I invested in the match? Do I care about it? No. Um, it, my hope is that my hope is actually that Logan Paul will go over in this match and it leads to some sort of character change for Rollins. <laughs> really, that's that's how I hope this match would go. But um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah we'll see. Thing, like, I don't know how they go with like, where do you go with this? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, OK, Seth and Logan, that sounds cool. But like, guys, where do you go with this? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like where like. Okay, like maybe you would have still have Seth win because technically Seth is still more of an active it's, member on the roster. Yeah, than Logan right. All is maybe, but again, I don't, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah I feel the same. Just, in it. All about this is just a bunch of just what the fuck. That's all I can honestly just say. Yeah. Uh, backstage, uh, Austin Theory um, says that he's shocked that no one's talking about him. Instead, they're talking about John Cena. And he says, next week in Boston, I will give Cena the respect he deserves as long as Cena does the same for me. So, again, guys, they're really hyping up this 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 show for next week. So, mm-hmm. next week is going to be a big show. So, again, it's also going to be interesting to see what the ratings are with this show because they are really hyping this yeah. for sure. So, again, Cena will be will be returning uh, in his hometown of of uh well west newberry is where i guess you can say he's from but not really boston but his home state in massachusetts so mm-hmm. um so yeah so that continues um you know we'll talk more about theory and cena in the in, in the near future we've talked briefly about that last week but yeah definitely stacking this continuing to stack up this 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 show as we get uh closer and closer to mania uh fifth match we go into bobby lashley versus elias Match time was under two minutes. Yep, you heard me right. Two minutes. Can't make this shit up. Uh, Boo again. Rick Boots is taking <laughs> notes. This was the and best I, part of the match, match honestly, legit, to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I legit, I legit lol, guys. When Elias last week, he's like, he tells, he tells Boogs, he's like, listen, you better be back there taking notes, <laughs> yeah. um, because you know, this is how it's done. And guys, I, I shit you not, Boogs is legit taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> guys, it's fucking hilarious. Like you hear that line all the time and you never thought you would actually see somebody be taking notes. It's just, <laughs> guys, it's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, and again, Boogs is doing the same thing. It's so freaking funny uh, with his match against Lashley. Lashley pretty much just squashes this motherfucker with a spear and the hurt lock. Um, so, but Elias just goes back to fucking catering or doing whatever the fuck with, with, with Rick Boogs. Um, I don't know. Um, that's, that's a story for a different day, but, uh, Lashley gets on the microphone, uh, and calls out Bray Wyatt. He's like, listen, he's like, he's like, I'm not here. He says he's playing like little kid games. He's like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not here to play little kid games. And he's at, and I give Bobby Lashley credit, Brian, his, this was probably the most convenient conviction i've heard out of bobby lashley's mouth like he's like keep my name out of your mouth or i will hurt you and you hear like his tone and his delivery was actually done very well um i know lately we've had to bash bobby lashley because of the situation he's in and because his 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 promo work but he actually did a really good job and it was only short but um but still delivered it very very well um in, in in that in that segment uh so he sends that message to to Bray Wyatt he's like I'm not here to play your little kid games 
So keep my name out of your mouth um, or I will legit hurt you. Um, so Lashley's walking off and guys, and so I'm thinking like, okay, like you can't just end, you can't just end it like this. Like Bray Wyatt has yeah, right. some cryptic shit or what. And guys, that's what happens. Bray Wyatt hit, hit, uh, is on the Tron and it's the muscle man dance guys. Do you guys remember the fucking muscle man dance from the, the flyer, the firefly Funhouse, guys, this is why I love the Funhouse. I mentioned this on, on, on the SmackDown review. I can watch the firefly Funhouse. 24 7 if i could the muscle man dance was just a freak pull up your pants and do the muscle <laughs> man dance pretty much just show like kind of like you know like just taking jabs at lashley guys yeah lashley is in this fucking video he's like like posing posing flexing yeah. like the muscle man dance because well, lashley has big fucking muscles of course so lashley's in this video lashley's just looking up at the titantron going like what the fuck is this <laughs> um and then yeah just again bray wyatt is just i always say this guy's about bray wyatt and and i understand this whole thing with lashley and why and wyatt and i spoke heavily about this too on the smackdown review it's a very weird situation um mm -hmm. th that they're both in it's just like especially with bray wyatt and i mean bray wyatt is so fucking creative he's so freaking good and sometimes he he Sometimes that could also do him a little bit of harm because it just sometimes it just confuses the fuck out of people. Um, but again, for what this was, um, Brian, I understand. Look, this was this was good for what yeah. it was. It was really good. It was again just sending the message. Like again, it was like the whole Firefly Funhouse Muscle Man dance. You got Bobby Lashley flexing. You got the puppets in there and shit. And then, like, and then it goes into serious Bray Wyatt, and he tells him to run. Yeah. <laughs> before the 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 Titan Tron cuts off, and then like Bobby Lashley's just like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> just like fucking yeah. hey, this guy. Um, and then yeah, so like, and then Bobby Lashley just this walks off. Now, listen, guys, I'm not praising this. That I'm now on board with this match. I'm not going that route. Um, but. For what this was, Brian, this was the, the the way Bobby Lashley um said his lines. And again, I know it was short, guys. It was only maybe maybe two or three lines, but he delivered it well. The most conviction I've ever heard out of Bobby Lashley in a very long time. And then Bray Wyatt just being freaking Bray Wyatt, which is being a freaking just a freaking creative freaking genius and an entertaining son of a bitch, right? With this whole Firefly Funhouse and the Muscle Man dance. Pull up your pants. And do the muscle man dance, right? Um, so, and I understand people are going to bash this and like, oh, Bray Wyatt, it's so corny. And I don't like the fun house. I don't like the muscle man dance. This screams Vince all over it. And, uh, uh, and that guy's like, uh, but yeah, Bray Wyatt. But guess what, guys? Bray Wyatt, he's still going to be in the highest, rate, highest rated segments of a show. He's going to have the top selling merchandise, if not the top, one of the top, at least second tier. Um, he's still gonna have the most clicks on YouTube. He's still gonna have, you know, people are, you know, he's still gonna be trending on Twitter and social media out of everything he does. So you can dislike Bray Wyatt all you want, but he's gonna continue to captivate motherfuckers. Now, here is the thing about Bray. Now, I, I do, I, I do acknowledge the fact that now with this whole Uncle Howdy situation, that it's leading to more questions than answers about his gimmick as a whole. And I completely acknowledge that. Um, and, and, and again, and, and of course, with this whole situation with Lashley, you know, like, again, to me, Brock Lesnar versus Wyatt made the most sense. Brock Lesnar is a part-timer. 
you know, you can use that match in a feud to build up Bray Wyatt, give him a big mm-hmm. WrestleMania win. By the way, he technically hasn't had yet. Um, he won a Firefly Funhouse match, even though it was awesome as shit. It wasn't really even a match. It was just some trippy type of that was the, that was the that was entertaining the COVID cinematic John, match, right? John Cena. Yeah, right, um, right. But outside of that, he has not had a single <clears throat> WrestleMania victory. Not one. Not not yeah. one. Not one. So yeah, not even with the um uh, with uh you know um gosh what who am I thinking of like uh like the Huber and uh, the Wyatt family yeah with the Wyatt, I, yeah I, like the like he lost to Cena he's lost to Randy Orton he lost to or Randy Orton twice mm-hmm. like guys like and now but here's the thing but yes Wyatt has to win this match but again what is this doing for Lashley Lashley also needs some build he also needs some momentum. And it's just the way that they're putting them in this, both of them in this situation. It's just an odd pairing with this feud. And I have said that it it could work, and it can if you with with uh, with segments like this, it can work. But in but in regards to Bray's character, I do acknowledge that it, it's it's just confusing more and more people from a different person's perspective. But outside of that, and we'll talk more about Bray Wyatt as we get closer to Mania, and of course, uh, with SmackDown uh, as well, as that's mainly where uh, you know he's usually on the show is on SmackDown. For what this segment was, Brian, this was pretty, this was pretty decent. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, guys, like, I mean, Bray Wyatt, he's calling him out because, like, guys, they couldn't have just had Bobby Lashley just say words and just walk off and just end the segment. He did that shit last week, right? You, you got to do something different. So that was pretty. I liked it. <laughs> you you get the you understood what the message was. Like you get the jabs that Bray Wyatt was giving. Just I I I enjoyed it. It was simple yet effective. Now obviously you got to keep going for me to be fully on board with this because I'm just not fully on board with the situation. I love Bray Wyatt. I love everything he does. But regards to the situation, I just I can't come up realistically. I I just can't do it. So, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna get to you, Brian. Your thoughts about at least what the match was between him, between Lashley and Elias in the post-match, uh, the post-match uh, shenanigans, I guess I should say. So floor is yours. Yeah. I'll just comment on the post-match. Um, yeah. I, so, well, let me start with, uh, you know, last, last Friday's SmackDown and, and you had commented on, on your review. Um, yeah. I mean, it did it, that, that promo or that, that little segment with Wyatt. I mean, it, yeah, it left a lot of questions. It was kind of, all over the place and confusing. So I get that. <clears throat> but this one, yeah, I, you know, cause you got to think of like, what's, what's Lashley's whole stick, right? He's just a big dude with muscles and, you know, is just going to out physical you, I guess. And so, yeah, when, when Wyatt comes over there doing the muscle man dance and, and then ends it with, you should run. It, it's setting like like it's it's setting if you're, if you're paying attention like like what he said like you're you know Bobby's Lashley's muscles aren't going to do a fucking thing they're not going to win the fucking match you know that's that or at least that's my take on it you know he's kind of poking fun on like yeah Lashley you're you're a big dude you got muscles but that's pretty much it right whereas Wyatt has so, just so much more more depth and and um. I don't know. I guess ways to beat you, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, so I do like that aspect of it. And it was a, you know, funny little skit with Bray. Um, but ultimately, I think that's, you know, that's kind of the message he was trying to drive home there, which I think is great because, 
it's it's playing right into i mean that's that's what bobby lashley is right i'm just a guy or at least that's the way he's been booked i'm just a, a big guy with muscles that you know can run through most people but he's not going to be able to do that to bray um so yeah you know I, i'm still cautiously optimistic about the match at mania i i don't know how it's gonna go and yeah, that's, you know, that's honestly the right way of putting so it I'm, I'm still optimistic yeah yeah so i'm still i'm kind of i'm trying to hold out judgment or you know reserve judgment but yeah i i don't really see the the lashley wyatt angle here but i, I don't know we'll see where it goes and like we've we've said before if for this for this to succeed not that bobby lashley won't do his part but for this to succeed and be like a memorable feud or something, it's going to come mostly, if not all, from Bray Wyatt and and what he's able to do and create and how he's going to tell the story. Because you're not really going to get that from Bobby Lashley, and you know you never have. So why should you expect it now? And that's why that's like the weird part of why this is a WrestleMania match, right? So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Just I'm, I'm optimistic. Hope it works. Skeptical about it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And, and like you said, I, I think now you, you got to start. I, I definitely expect something because it's WrestleMania, it's Hollywood, you know, something big I, I expect to happen at, at WrestleMania. But yeah, you got to start explaining a little bit more about the Uncle Howdy character and how he's involved and we've seen like the the Wyatt, you know, the Ramblin' Rabbit and and whatever. We've seen them a time or two, like, and you have the whole Alexa Bliss thing. You got to start explaining that a little bit more, or you just run the risk of people losing interest in it because it's it's taken so long. So, but I fully ex- expect something big to happen at WrestleMania. Maybe that's you know where we find out who Uncle Howdy is or whatever, which would be great, but. Uh, yeah, it's. I think this whole feud squarely rests on the shoulder of Bray Wyatt. Unfortunately, he's going to have to carry it. So, and guys, and look, if you didn't like this segment, if you didn't like what it was, just do me this one favor: just pull up your pants and just do the Muscle Man dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. Clearly, uh, Lashley or Lashley is not a fan of the Muscle Man dance, unfortunately. <laughs> right. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Next segment again was uh was Chelsea Green and Adam Pierce, the good old duo <laughs> with Chelsea Green and Adam Pierce. Chelsea Green says, How am I supposed to know if there's an Ottawa in Canada? <laughs> Adam Pierce is like Chelsea. You're Canadian you're from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this is so freaking guys. Again, I just love this chemistry between these two. They are killing it. <laughs> it's so freaking cool, man. It, I just love it. Uh, Carmella interrupts. Um, Adam Pierce gives a match. Like Adam Pierce is just like just giving Carmella like a like a like a bone, like throwing Carmella bone. Oh, you want a match against Bianca Belair? Fine. Here he just quickly leaves the room because he mm-hmm. wants no part of Carmella screaming in one ear and <laughs> Chelsea screaming in the other. Yeah, right. And then Carmella and uh, and Chelsea Green they uh, yeah they shake hands and they introduce themselves. I'm telling you, Brian, that is an interesting pairing that could that could tremendously work. And has a lot of potential. Again, I'm just throwing it yeah. out there. I'm not saying it's going to, but there's potential there. So um, I'm going to get into the sixth match and I'll get back into you, Brian, uh, once I get through the sixth match. And then we're going to get on into our main event of the night. So sixth match was Otis versus Johnny Cargano. 
match time was under three minutes. Um, <laughs> Brian, legit, like the the one thing that kept me entertained in this match was the commentary. Uh, like Kevin Patrick. So the maximum male models are with Otis at ringside. Uh, Kevin Patrick is talking about Wisconsin because I think uh, Kevin or uh, Otis is from some town of Wisconsin. And guys, Corey Graves is like, "What is your obsession with Wisconsin? You have a beautiful woman in Maxine. Her ass is legit sitting in your face, like six, like six inches from you, and you're talking about Wisconsin." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like guys it's so funny that's what honestly kept me entertained through this whole thing kevin patrick's funny he's like i like the cheese it's good like i can't do his accent it's like he's like they have good cheese <laughs> it's like guys go back and listen to it Corey graves is a fucking gem shout out to Corey graves this guy is so freaking good there's some takes that he has about pro wrestling like that i'm on that i'm honestly on the fence about but in regards to his work the guy is so good he freaking gets it he like we have a like I miss like those heel commentators, mm-hmm. Ryan, like people like JBL. Again, I wasn't around for Bobby the Brain Heenan. I know you were, but people like uh, uh I know Taller, no Taz, and yeah, Jerry Lawler. Yeah, Jerry Lawler when he yeah. was a heel. I miss that man. I feel like we have like we have too many face like commentators now. Yeah. Oh, you know? mm-hmm. Corey Graves is that one shining light on that commentary table. And he, he's just so freaking good, man. He's like, dude, you're like Maxine Dupree is standing right in front of you. You're talking about Wisconsin. <laughs> just freaking love it, man. Yeah, because but outside of that, guys, this this match was just I, I don't know, very, just very, just I don't know, just what. <laughs> my my notes, just, I wrote it was, it was a garbage the match. There's, just, yeah. there's really no explaining what this match was. Uh, yeah, Mace tries to get involved with Johnny Gargano, and Loomis. Like he's in the freaking crowd trying to kidnap Mans or no, he's trying to kidnap Mace and Mansoor is trying to help him out. Just a bunch of circus shit that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> freaking uh again, freaking Corey Graves is funny. He's like, he's like, get in the ring, you pervert. <laughs> freaking standing next to fucking Maxine. <laughs> he gets back in the ring. Guys, again, you have to go back and listen to this. I understand the match was just without this commentary. Brian, I don't know if I even would have just bothered giving this match the time of day because like, it was just whatever it was just, yeah. again, it just really didn't lead to anything, anything in, like investing. And it was just un- very underwhelming, but yeah, Gargano hits the one final beat to Otis for the win. And that was pretty much it. So before we get into our main event, Brian, your thoughts about uh, this match. And uh, if you have any about Chelsea green and that backstage segment that she had and potentially her and Carmella, being a team and your thoughts about that before we get into our main event, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'll start with that. Um, you know, as we we mentioned earlier, you know, Carmella fighting Bianca next week, it, it just kind of seems like she's just thrown in there. But this, yeah, if they, whether it's a, a tag team or just a kind of a, in a loose affiliation, like if you have Chelsea Green being this Karen, Karen character and then Carmella being like a, you know, the real housewives of Long Island or something, you know, like those two pairing together that, yeah, that could be gold, man. Like <laughs> it really yeah. could. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely. If, if that's where they decide to go with that. um, Yeah. I'm on board with that, you know, see, see where they can take it. Cause that could be, 
a really good pairing, really good. Um, yeah, the match the match between Otis and Gargano, uh, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's still kind of up in the air where Otis is going with the maximum male models. And then Loomis and Gargano, their affiliation is still kind of, it's just kind of weird and just there, but no real story behind it. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, it, they're just kind of there. I mean, there's some loose stories involved there, but nothing really, nothing really to get invested in at this point. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just skip the match. I mean, yeah, the out of those two, I mean, the the Carmelo or Carmella and um, Chelsea Green pairing. Yeah, that that could be really good, man. So hopefully they they pull the trigger on that because just those two on the mic again, as I've mentioned with with Chelsea Green and the Karen character, it's gonna be you you the the fan you know you're just gonna love to hate them because they're gonna be so fucking annoying and so just ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like Chelsea Green, like I didn't even know there was an Ottawa, Canada, but you're Canadian. You know, just <laughs> yeah, that, that could be really good. So for sure, yeah. man. Uh, no, absolutely, and that's and that's what I'm saying, guys. You have that team, and then you put up some other teams, like I mentioned in the top <laughs> of the show, and you have a tag division. Yeah. I'm just saying. So yeah, in regards, just to close yep. it out with Otis and uh, and Gargano. Listen, if they're trying to sell me with the whole Maximum Male models and and Otis being a part of it, they're gonna have to do. A lot more than that for Otis to lose yeah. in under legit three minutes. It's like, what the f- I mean, good for Johnny Gargano. It's great to see him win. I mean, he's got a match with Finn Balor, so I hope he freaking wins this match. But again, right. I don't know what this does for Otis for being like the tree trunk and losing yeah. freaking in, in three minutes. Just, uh, it just, yeah. it just sucks, but whatever. Just, but again, what do I know, guys? I, I, it, it, apparently, you know, I, I'm just a podcaster, like, you know, all I, you know, what, what, what do I know? Like, I don't really anyway. <laughs> Right. So, all right, guys, main event time. We go into the women's tag title match. This was Becky Lynch and Lita, the dream team versus damage control. Match time was 11 minutes. Trish Stratus, Stratus faction, guys, is back. She returns to Monday Night Raw. Um, her music hits, and she goes straight after Bailey, who was at ringside. Um, Lita hits the twist of fate. Bailey tries to get involved once again, but Trish, of course, helps her out as she's now pretty much evening up the odds at this point. Now, mm-hmm. um, Dakota goes after Lita from the apron, and then Becky puts her in the armbar on the apron. So she's got her locked in the armbar. And while that's going on, you have Lita hitting her beautiful moonsault that she's to this day, even I mean, that moonsault, and I understand, you know, it. it it probably could have been heavily rehearsed because you know she's a part timer. She hasn't wrestled enough, but still, for someone who doesn't wrestle very Damn. quite often, and they could still hit that freaking moonsault, that's fucking impressive, bro. Um, and just lays into that moonsault onto EO Sky. EO Sky sells it beautifully. She did a tremendous job selling for Lita. Shout mm-hmm. out to EO Sky. She did a tremendous job. And yeah, guys, the Lita hits that moonsault onto EO Sky, and hits the one, the two. And the three, and we have new women's tag team champions, Becky Lynch and Lita. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky stand tall with Pyro exploding in the background. Guys, just a tre- like yeah. really a cool, epic moment. Um, and I'm going to close it off with this as Raw goes off the air. Um, I understand, guys, with damage control. I always talk about 
title switching on the shows. I understand. But in regards to this moment, in regards to what this moment was built off of, because guys, everything else that I mentioned that, yes, had some good in it was nothing but build to lead up to next week's show. That's all it was. Right. And, and, and that <clears throat> in that case, it would have just been eh, whatever. But this this was a legit moment that we're probably going to remember for quite some time. I mean, this is legit. Like you again, I mentioned this at the top of the hour um, or the top of the show. Becky Lynch and her whenever she has her Hall of Fame highlight reel, this is going to be part of it. Right. And again, guys, it's you're if you're trying to build a tag division and you want to put Lita right and Becky Lynch at the top of that that mountain, I am totally freaking on board with that because that is a dream team that is freaking badass. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. it really is. Um, and listen, if you want and listen to me and like I said, guys, I understand damage control guys, even with the titles, they they were going freaking nowhere. Um and it's just, but the way that it was done and the, the way that the the moment was so epic, it really, we're not talking about damage control and them being, losing the titles and like, why are they losing the titles? No, we're talking about Becky Lynch and Lita winning these titles and how big the moment was. So that's why mm-hmm. I, it does, to me, it does no harm, no foul, the damage control. Plus you have this, this angle with Trish, with Trish Stratus, by the way, rumors were approved that Trish was in New York and she was in Canada and backstage, uh, you know, plans were changed and this and this and that. So, and I understand too, you know, there's also the aspect of like, Oh, why couldn't you do done this in Canada? Why could have you done this in New York in the moment? The crowd would have mm. got a bigger pop. Cause I'll be honest, the crowd didn't, I mean, there was a pop, but it wasn't that big. Like you would have gotten at a, at, oh, in the yeah. Canadian, at the, the Ontario or the For Montreal sure. crowd. Right. But right. still, to me, that doesn't diminish of what the moment was. And that's what this was. And now with Becky Lynch and all these other teams that I've mentioned, now you have the potential, guys, of what we've been wanting to see WWE do. And that is potentially build a tag division. And it's sitting in their lap, regardless of how they book us, is a different story, right? But yeah. there's potential now. And that's where as that honest and fair critic that I am, that's the, that's how I am looking at this is that, and listen, this does no damage and no pun intended to damage control. It really doesn't mm-hmm. because again, even with the tag titles, guys, they were, they were hardly looked at any prestige at all. Now you have Becky Lynch and now you can build off of that moment and build it in following and following leaks leading up to mania. And even after mania, and now you get a tag division going on. And, but Regardless to all of that, this was a tremendous moment, and um, and yeah, I, and and I enjoyed. It. I thought Lita, yes, you know, she, they they had to slow down the pace for her at times, but but she was able, but you know, but for the most part, I thought she held her own in there, um, you know, and it, you know, but look, and, and I understand people are gonna have second thoughts about this, and rightfully so, right? You know, I understand why does Lita need to hold a title? Why does Lita need to do this? And, you know, you don't need to give a part-time or a title. And I tremendous, and I hear where people are coming from. But again, and, and this is, and of course, guys, this is going to lead to Becky Lynch and Lita versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I mean, this is a given fact, right? Um, and to, to me, that that's at least from, I mean, I don't know what other people are thinking about, but at least from what I'm looking at, from my point of view, 
to me, that's where most likely where WWE is going to go. You have you have Ronda and Shane over at SmackDown. They're they're being built up as this team, and now you have Becky Lynch and Lita, um, and that that's a badass freaking tag team match right there on a grand mm-hmm. stage like WrestleMania. Oh, dude. sure. I mean, come on, man. So that's just how I'm looking at it. Um, you know, and then of course you have the potential of where this could go, and there's possible questions about you know do they do they stick with Trish. Lita, Becky in a six-way tag like we originally thought, or are they going to potentially do Trish Stratus versus Bailey in a one-on-one? I wouldn't necessarily call it a dream match because I feel like dream match is being way is so overborn. It's yeah ridiculous. But still, you're going to give me Trish Stratus and Bailey. I mean, Trish Stratus even at her age can still go against fucking Bailey. Take my money <laughs> for like a ten. To, I got I got fifteen minutes to kill to watch that shit. Seriously, so, um, so that's where I'm coming from. Um, I thought it was a tremendous ending to end the night to a show that was very, just, just to build your show for next week. And there's no yeah. nothing wrong with that. It wasn't a bad show, but again, the show was just to build for next week. So outside of that, you know, or outside of this main event, it was it was eh. It was it was it was I should say mid. It was decent. It was okay. Right. But you put you end that you end the show with this. I'm on board for doing that, um, and the and it's the possibilities of also where you can go with this as well is also how I'm also looking at this from the bigger picture as well. So I've done enough talking, Brian. I'm gonna let you close this out before we uh, before we go off the air. Your thoughts of this main event? I'm so I'm, I'm trying to figure think of where to start. Um... So as I mentioned here, you know, Lita is is my favorite all-time wrestler, uh, women's wrestler. Um, you know, we hear especially with the, you know, the Becky Lynch's, the the Charlotte Flairs and whatever, this uh like women's revolution in in uh wrestling, which no doubt they've they've played a part in it. But for me, going back 20 years, the the seeds are, are where I think really the tide the tide turned more than any singular point in wrestling i think for women there was three women it was china lita and trish those three women just changed the face of women's wrestling forever um so that being said like i'm always Yes, if Lita or Trish comes back, uh, yeah, I'm always gonna be you know excited to see them back because you know that that was in my my wheelhouse of of when I was most into wrestling. Um, that being said, you know, there, there again, this match was it a moment? Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the match, them winning the fireworks, Lita holding up the title, absolutely, uh, for sure, a moment. Um, but it's I don't know the match itself. It, it seemed kind of I don't know. Like there was a point. Okay, so like Bailey, she gets involved. She she slides the belt into the ring right to distract the referee so she can go around and pull Lita off the the apron. I think, um, and so that whole thing happens, and then like five minutes later, like so Trish doesn't come out then, and then like five minutes later when Bailey's not really involved in anything she's not really trying to interfere or anything like that then trish comes out and that just i i don't know if if it was a flub or it meant to be that way but it it seemed kind of weird to me 
No, I, I get um, what you're just, coming it, from. It just seemed like she randomly came out, like, for, you know, whatever. Yeah, because Bailey um, was just, yeah. Uh, yeah, she, yeah no, I, she was I, just I get what there. you're coming from from there. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, The way that they had her come out in the moment, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, if, if you were like, going to have her come involved, out. Right, right, and then she comes out, okay, that makes more sense. But she wasn't, like, there was no involvement at that match at the point. So, yeah, no, I, I hear where you're coming from there. Yeah. And then, so, the, the only way... I can really, really, truly get on board with this. Like, okay, you, you took the, the the title titles off damage control, and I I, I do because my current my current favorite female wrestler is Ronda Rousey, and granted, she might be shit in the ring at sometimes. I hear you, <laughs> I get it. Um, but well, we yeah, that team off of her, Shana, guys. We had to give it to Charlotte Flair because she's the queen, and uh, Ronda Rousey sucks. She's yeah. stiff and all this other bullshit. Yeah, that worked out well. Yeah, it's working well for Charlotte Flair right now, isn't it? But anyway, I had to mention yeah. that. Yeah, but go ahead. So, so them as a team, absolutely, I'm on board. Shayna and and Ronda because yeah, they could they could dominate the women's division yeah. for fucking ever until yeah. they decide yeah. to retire. Really, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. In that aspect, I, I get so it, it would mean more. It would it would be a more significant win for Shayna and Rhonda to beat Lita and Becky than it would damage control at this point. So if that's where you're ultimately going, trying to get the belts onto to Rhonda and Shayna, I get it because it's yeah, it, it's it's gonna that's probably where it's gonna lead to most right. Likely. Yeah. Which I'm, I'd be totally on board with that, and it's it's going to give more credibility to to Shayna and and Ronda to beat Lita and Becky as opposed to to Damage Control right now. So I totally get that. Um, that's so. One more thing: the the if it goes to WrestleMania, and it's you know a a, a tag team match with Becky and and Lita against whoever. And then you have a singles match with Bailey and Trish. I'm not on board with that in any way. Because so, if Bailey wins, Bailey beats Trish, does absolutely nothing for Bailey. And if Trish goes over at Mania and Bailey loses a match at Mania to Trish, who has, hasn't wrestled in who knows how long. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I get it's a legend, it's a star, but you're kind of burying Bailey at that point. And like, where does Bailey go from there after, you know? So I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see that at all. So I don't know how this pans out, you know, with damage control and the, I don't know if, I don't know if Barry is the right word. I don't like to see, yeah. I don't like the term buried. I feel like buried is another word that's just used way, way too much. Like I wouldn't say she's buried. Like if she were to lose to Trish, at like at a mania match or something like that. I mean, I don't think they would do. I think Trish would put her over. Um, I, I think that she would do that if if they were have the match. But I don't think that does anything for Bailey. Like, so so what? So she beat Trish. Yeah, like, well, I mean, that, you or know. the way or the way it's done. I mean, you gotta, yeah. you know. And trust me, I don't I don't trust WWE as far as I could throw them <laughs> to build it <laughs> properly. But if there's a way that the way the match is done and the way that you could you could do it, yeah, it it actually could do a lot for for bailey um and like i said it's it's a dream it, it's a, well no i shouldn't say it's a dream match but it's a good it's a good match um it's a match that could get people talking um oh it yeah, gets I mean, people bailey talking for sure a legend yeah. like trish stratus uh, yeah i think that could do wonders for her now they have to continue to build her up for what she was used to 
mm-hmm. during the Thunderdome era, that's a different story as what as how they follow up with it. If they just have her win a match or just lose a match and they just have nothing for her, then that's a different story. So yeah. And see, I, you know, and I've even been, you know, going back to. So I, we're, well, I guess we'll see what, um, uh, oh gosh, who am I thinking of? Sasha is was really made of and really all about, you know, now that she's over in New Japan. But you know, the four horsemen, you know, what are horsewomen? You know, I to me. At least at the time when Sasha was in the WWE, and granted, you can say it's booking or whatever, but for me, once once Bailey got out of the whole the the hugger you know gimmick, I think she as if you just want to talk about those four women, to me, her and Sasha are the best wrestlers. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's oh, that's, that's a fact, actually. Yeah, that's Bailey to me. Yeah. Is out of all four of them, yeah, it's Sasha and Bailey at the top. Yeah. And as a storyteller, again, I, I think I think Sasha, you'll see much more from Sasha now over at New Japan as far as a storyteller that maybe you didn't see in WWE. But Sa- or, but uh, Bailey's been the best storyteller to me out of those four women. And, you know, I, she's almost been always kind of like, I mean, maybe you could say Sasha was at the bottom of that. You know, her and Sasha kind of traded, I guess, traded roles, you know, back and forth because it's it's pretty much been Becky and Charlotte, you know, who who got the real big pushes. I don't I don't understand why why Bailey's and granted, yeah, she was champion, you know, during the Thunderdome era, much like Drew McIntyre with no fans, no, you know, no real moments, you know, to speak of. So I, I hope one day she gets her she gets her just due because out of those four, like I said, Sasha's entering a new, or uh, you know, Mercedes Monet is entering a new phase, which I think ultimately she'll probably eclipse all of them. But Bailey's right up there, man, and I, I just don't think she's ever really been given. I, I don't think she's been given what she's earned in WWE. I, I think she's earned a bigger spot than than she's been given most of the time. Um. So yeah, that's again trying to go back into the match again. Great moment for Lita. Great, you know, raw moment. You know, that's yeah, that'll be in video packages and whatever. Um, again, that's it's another thing where I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, I have to see where they go and what happens at Mania really to 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 really have a, a strong that's opinion that's either way. Say. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And look to to end this as well. Um, look. There's no doubt that there's potential. That was mm-hmm. that's the main sure. thing that I want the message to be about this about this episode is that a lot of potential, potential in yeah. this women's tag division. Regardless of what WWE does from here, it remains to be seen. So, mm-hmm. but there is potential, and there's a and there's a lot to be excited about. And then that's what at least yeah. in the moment right now that's what it matters. Guys, thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode this was episode number 24 of ruthless talk covering monday night raw which was february 27 2023 make sure you guys stay tuned there is a lot of content coming your guys's way we're talking aew this week as we got aw revolution 
coming up this weekend. So make sure you guys tune in for that. We're doing a good, the bad, and the ugly. That will be on Monday since the pay-per-view will be on Sunday. So we'll talk some uh, some dynamite. That'll be the next episode, which will be on Thursday. So make sure you guys tune in for that. That'll be episode number 25. And of course, make sure you guys stay tuned when we cover SmackDown for this week. Uh, when we go over Friday night SmackDown, as well as and that should be a good list. one. Then that should be good. A lot of yeah. hype, a lot of build to that SmackDown. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to tune in. Like I said, we're going to talk all about that. And of course, our, our top five list of the week as well. So we're getting closer and closer to Mania. A lot of content is about to come out and we are so excited to give it to you. And yeah, man, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, yeah, when we're, we're on the road, we're in the driver's seat. Yeah, absolutely. Straight to Los Angeles. <laughs> Whether it's a bumpy or a smooth sailing ride remains to be seen. So thank you guys for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.